You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan, the Blur Vision with... Uh, Michael, black, gay, Whoa. comic geek, because it's <laughs> gay pride month. Put a lot of emphasis on that one. <laughs> yes. Happy pride I mean, month. That's how most people treat me anyway. They'll, they'll say black, gay. I'm like, no, black is first in my name. <laughs> like, there's a reason. I'm not gay, black, comic geek. <laughs> oh, you're the black, gay, comic geek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, happy Pride Month, Michael. Uh, All right, wow. <laughs> that doesn't sound very happy. <laughs> gay means happy. Happy, yay! No, gay no. means miserable. Oh, wow, <laughs> damn. Okay, I didn't see that in the source. <laughs> but yeah, man, we're back, and we're here to talk about movies that dropped this weekend. I don't even think there's a Pride parade this year because you know covid but then i'm like but they're opening shit back up yeah so wait how does know. that work that's yeah. what i'm like i don't even know and it's outdoors right so wouldn't be allowed but it's a lot of people and like enclosed i guess it's bigger than like a movie like you can't yeah. really you can't really control it like a movie theater or whatever like yeah i mean i guess that's space true people out like no everybody like when you go to a pride like especially the day of the parade you're, it's like comic-con basically yeah like well, the, well they're doing comic-con though I, I, oh they are doing they're comic-con doing this year comic-con this year yeah okay. they don't give a fuck no, they, don't, they don't give a fuck so if we could have near a comic-con i wonder how they're gonna do it like do you have to prove you're vaccinated or they're just gonna be or they're gonna do like oh the honor system guys make sure you wear a hazmat suit if you're going to cow you're going to comic-con because yeah, i'm a little even if suspect. you're va- yeah because i'm like even if you're vaccinated there are still people like I'm vaccinated. I still wear a mask. Even before, yeah, me too. But even before COVID, you had to worry about the quote unquote nerd flu. Oh yeah, because Comic Con is notorious yeah, for Comic-Con. fucking diseases and bo and every every stereotypical nerd doesn't bathe joke is so there. I'm like the, ner- there. the nerd flu plus an actual virus. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I would feel weary about it. I, I, I don't really want to go to your I probably still wear a mask but, if, if I were to go. But my girlfriend, she does Urban Action. Like the, it's like the movie indie film uh, festival that they do yearly, but they're not doing it this year. But they're still having the Urban Action show or the Urban Action booth at Comic-Con. And ironically, it's, this wasn't even planned this way, but my the, the, the group my girlfriend works for, Urban Action, their theme this year for New York Comic Con because it's, remember how you said it was the 20th or 25th anniversary of Time Force? Mm-hmm. It's Time Force. So they have a Power Ranger theme for Urban Action this year so I'm, I'm required to go because the actual Time Force Ranger actors are going to be there so I'm like, ah. <laughs> no, I have to go. <laughs> but other than that, if I, it wasn't for that, I, uh, nah, I'm not, I don't trust it. But I would sooner trust an outdoor parade where I could wear a mask and if I choose to, kind of keep my distance from big crowds you know i can just be on that on the outskirts of the crowd and say yeah I'm say you choose to it's a lot of it's a lot of crowds <laughs> yeah but it, I, i'd rather i feel safer but than yeah at least it's outdoors, outdoors. As opposed to, yeah yeah the javits center yes and i feel like people at a pride parade probably have better cleanliness than 
our fellow nerds at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Just from our experience, you know, like <laughs> I do kind of feel like though, I'm and this 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 is bougie, bougie me kind of, if I can't get a press pass I'm not going. Oh shit. <laughs> He's like, uh, have you not seen my YouTube and TikTok? I'm somebody now, motherfucker. You better recognize. <laughs> yeah, because what what is it like uh, fifty dollars or a hundred dollars, whatever, like and then you have to struggle to even yes. get on like that whole That's the, that's what I don't like about it. The you gotta the struggle is trying to be online. Constantly refreshing. Yeah. yeah, you have to be make sure you have to take the whole day off to try to get tickets. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going through that shit. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like some kind of like uh, a popper. <laughs> no, I am a kick. <laughs> <laughs> you unwashed masses. Yeah, like you can struggle. That, that's all like that's all so bougie. Like Ew, I can't get a press pass. But no, that's how I feel. If I can't get a press pass, I I'm think not you should be able to just apply for it, especially I mean, with your TikTok following now. Well, now because I was like I applied before, but I applied under you. <laughs> Oh well, what you gave me permission to do, I did. So yeah. I'm not like I'm I'm sneaking, but yeah. I didn't get what was trash because you got one, yeah. but I didn't. I was like, what the fuck? I'm him. He's me. <laughs> he said I'm him. He's me. Racist. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I think it should totally work this year. I've seen people with like way less followings be able to get. Press oh, passes. I did too. That's oh, why I was oh, like, oh. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> He's like, me too, motherfucker. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So Hom- yeah, it's homophobia. I yeah. Mm, mm, <laughs> you joke, but maybe. <laughs> all right, but yeah. That aside, um, wait, what was I gonna say? I don't oh, know. Oh, oh yeah. Let's let's jump into our topics. This, or not jump into our topics. Let's uh dive into the podcast this this week. We've got uh Cruella. We've got a Quiet Place Part Two, um, which <laughs> was supposed to come out in March of last year. So the pandemic, I think that was probably like the wow, it's around the corner. And then the patem- pandemic hit, and it was like wow. So it's like we're living in a real life Quiet Place now. <laughs> so did the movie live up to the year long Quiet Place? we had to live through <laughs> so we could talk in real life yes yeah. but only on our homes yeah, and, and muffled with a mask yeah. <laughs> maybe two masks um and we've got my academia for this week uh the thrilling continuation of the class a versus class b battles this week was deku's turn did he live up to bakugo's shining example last year let's find out but it's your it's your turn it's your turn. Um, before we get into the topics of the week, we do have some emails. No iTunes reviews, which saddens me, guys. We've only... The last iTunes review we got was in April. It is June now. What is going on? Are we not loved? What's happening? <laughs> We're not. Uh, but yeah, we love to hear from you guys. So especially people that haven't left the iTunes review before, because whenever we say this, usually it's the people that are like our, our hardcore fans will... <laughs> kind of throw us a bone and leave us an ice interview. But we want to hear from new people that maybe listened since, even though it makes you feel so old, people that have listened for years and just have never sent an email in for one reason yeah, or another. Yeah, I said before, we get like 2,000 v- listens an episode, but we didn't get 2,000 reviews. <laughs> nope, we're still hovering at 285. And I would love to get 300 before the end of the year, at least. But that's so. also the same with like social media period. Like you'll have like a million people will follow you, but you won't get like a million likes on your, maybe you'll get like 100,000. Yeah, it makes you realize how like the people that leave comments, they're really the MVPs because they're they're like a vocal minority. Yeah. Like a lot of people just are passive followers and like they might like your shit, but they won't take the time to comment or like, you know, contribute or whatever it is, engage beyond just maybe a passive like. I appreciate the views and the likes, just saying. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot. We do have a trailer to talk about this week. Michael reminded me because I was like, there's no trailers this week, right? Michael's like, uh, yeah, there's a trailer. I'm like, Spider-Man? Did that, that was a rumor, though. He's like, no, you idiot. <laughs> you dropped the episode four of Unworthy trailer. I'm like, oh, right. We did do that. <laughs> um, so we can discuss it uh, you know, briefly during the news section. But yeah, 
I, I'm really happy with how it's performing. The team put so much work into it and it's taken so long, not only to produce, but you know, filming during pandemic was such a struggle. We had people get COVID during filming. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> uh, we had people get COVID during filming at multiple times. We had to like delay, it, it took even longer to produce because we had to like pause producing for like a, a couple of weeks till they got, you know, to the, the virus ran its course or whatever. And luckily, even though people like got it during filming or not, they didn't get from filming, but a lot of people we worked with were stunt actors so on their own sets they would get like in professional sets you know it was just you know you know how it works just randomly by happen chance happenstance happen you get, chance happen chance happenstance <laughs> you can track the virus without knowing it but everybody that got it um we're all asymptomatic holy shit <laughs> i have five thousand dollars now on my uh because amc shot up to like forty dollars a share what the movies are back, baby. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's something else. But yeah, Wait, I, uh, I only put in a thousand dollars, and that shit shot up. Nice. But then watch it drops tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that white collar gambling. <laughs> but yeah, all that aside, let's jump into emails. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna well. Uh, first email comes from Snickbob, X-Men Storm. Hey guys, hope all is going well with your professional and personal lives. I'm like, can I sell this right now? I could buy a new laptop with that. <laughs> I mean, you can, but then you're out of the gambling game for, for yeah, that. Yeah, right, because what if it goes, but I'm, but that, that's the thing. Like, I'm like, like you want more? Uh, yeah, yeah, what if it goes up more? And then it's like, no, but what if it shoots back down to like a dollar? Like, yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> fuck, I should have sold. Yeah, fuck, I should have sold. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. Because you would make five times back what you put in, right? Hmm. You said you put in a thousand. I put in a thousand. Now it's at five. Yeah, five thousand three hundred. Wow! I gotta start gambling. <laughs> I gotta start investing. Uh, but Snake Bob says, uh, "I had an epiphany. I know who should play Storm." He's like, "I've got the answer." Uh, she's a personal trainer and wrestler. Her name is Jade Cargill. Is she an actor or just? A wrestler. That sounds like is she an actor? Because it's more than just the look. Yeah. She even did a cosplay of Storm. Here are some pictures for reference. She has the shape, and I believe she's taking acting classes. What are your guys' opinions? I think she's fucking beautiful. Holy shit. And she looks strong as hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's beautiful. I'm not. Oh, you, I, you know I, who I, she is? No, I just looked as soon as it said, as soon as you said Jade Carhouse. You looked it up that fast? Yeah, I looked it up. Wow, that was fast. But yeah, that's her Storm cosplay. She's like really built. But I'm like, no. <laughs> no, because she's not an actress. Well, that she's not an actress, and I'm like, and she's not dark enough, honestly. <laughs> really? I mean, I I get it. She's a little bit darker than Halle Berry. Um, no, she yeah, she's darker than Halle Berry. But I'm like, I want, but those hips though. Look at those thighs. I want somebody Lapita Nyong'o's complexion. I want the weather to crush me with those thighs. <laughs> she's so strong. I mean, I, I, you're right. I, and that's the storm I remember from my childhood. That's the '90s. Um, x-men animated series storm complexion and it's like she's african let her be african like i i don't understand it but i mean she's this girl's beautiful and like if she was also an actress on top I mean, she of, don't have to be african storm's not african she's american but a lot of people get that wrong no 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 let her be african <laughs> um she was just raised in africa well 
technically she's a she's a literal african-american because would mother, you want that her mother's african her father's american but she was raised in africa so she has the african accent that's so that's so confusing like if they make the adaptation of it in the movies would you like let's say they revise her origin a little bit would you no, want her make, you know if they make her actual african like i won't have a problem with it I'm okay just, i'm just saying like a lot of people get that wrong yeah when they say oh no storm's african it's like no she's american but also african <laughs> She's African-American. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, literally, like more why, than I am. I'm why, not like, they, they call us African-Americans, but we're not. We're, but you know how they usually simplify um, comic book things for movies? That seems like an unnecessarily com- complicated. Why did they do that in the comics? Was it like a retcon? Like, they're like, no, she's American, but then they, then they did like the African origin story or something with her meeting T'Challa, and that's what they retconned it to be like, but she was also in Africa. Like, why did they do that? Well, no, because she was born, she was her, her- Was that always from the door? I was always- It was case. always from the door. Like, her uh, father, her father's American, her mother's African. Okay. And so she was born in New York, in Harlem. Okay. But then her family moved- to Cairo, Egypt, when she was young. And that's and when the plane crashed into their uh, house and, you know, the whole thing, orphan. And she became an orphan in Africa. Yeah, and that's how she gained claustrophobia. So she grew up on the streets of Cairo. Yeah. This was an extra step. Oh, you know what I mean? Why not just have her be African and then her parents get killed by the Shadow King or something? The end. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean... Well, how was the Shadow King? The Shadow King threw a plane in the house. It doesn't have to be a plane crash. It could have been some other shit. You know. Well, what then I mean? you gotta. I mean, you gotta have the claustrophobia in there. That's like a big. Oh, is that where it came from? The plane? Yeah, because she was uh, kind of like WandaVision, where like the bomb exploded and she saw it like. Yeah. And so then she was trapped and she saw the blinking bomb. It's the same thing where she's like literally right next to her dead parents in a collapsed house. Oh, so they stole that for Wanda. <laughs> well, no, Storm came first. That's what I mean. They stole that oh, for Wanda. I thought you said- For the movie. Because yeah, that yeah. wasn't her thing in the, in the comics. That was a movie thing. No, that's a movie thing. So they stole that from Storm. <laughs> well, just like Spider-Man stole uh, Genki, Miles' Exactly. Friend. That's what I was about so to yeah, say the same thing. Yeah, white people keep stealing from black people. <laughs> it was a good- uh, Oh, that's compelling. Give it to the white person. <laughs> but okay, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I I would, I would just hope that they would simplify it a little bit for the for the movies if they go that way. But yeah, this. To, but to, I don't know. I like her having connection to both coasts. I guess that's true too. It depends on what they want to lean into. But thank you, Stink Bob, for the email. And yeah, I, I think she has the. If, if she was an actress and this is what she looked like, I would be down for this look. Granted, yeah, not, plus, I mean, and plus she's taught like Storm is five eleven. She's five ten. She's she looks imp- not imposing, but she looks like. She could be the leader of the X Men. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like that, and, but that, and that's the thing. Like, she looks like it, but did, does she have that aura? Where yeah, like, soon, gotta, yeah. yeah, as soon as she walks into the room, it's like she's like she has power. Like, I can tell. Okoye just, has just that. by her regalness. Denai Guerrero. Yeah, D- Denai Guerrero definitely has that. Yeah, she should have been storm with a lot. And we've got one more email from Joel Jean Baptiste. Hello there, Jordan and Michael. I hope you've had a good week. Last email, I told you how I was finally watching Game of Thrones for the first time. Oh yeah, we're living vicariously through him because it's interesting to see what someone's experience is after Game of Thrones has ended. You know, seeing their rise and fall of loving and loving it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll love it all the way through. Uh, just wanted to let you know that I am fully aware how poorly the last season was done. In fact, I remember it being the two of you being the two of you years ago angrily discussing it made me know of its audience reception. I don't remember the details of what you discussed about it. Well, you can go back to listen to the podcast. It's there forever. <laughs> it's there forever. Uh, yeah, you can listen while after you, you watch an episode. Yeah, I'd be curious if you agree with our, our issues with it. Uh, just that the ending was bad. Going through the series, I kept that in mind. As I watched, I continued to wonder how they could mess it up because every season felt more exciting to watch than the last. I know. Yeah, that's, right? That's, that's, that's why it hurts. <laughs> that's why, exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> I just binged season seven, so I may soon know. Yeah, it's funny, too. I remember people were complaining about season seven at the time it came out, but I was still in the mindset of like, yeah, I mean, there were some things that were like, what? That doesn't really make sense. But I, I still like that season. Yeah, season seven is when you started to see the cracks, but it was still yes. enjoyable. It's not until season eight that you look back on season seven and go, oh, it was always there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 fate of the show started in season seven with shit like wait how fast did they get from uh the the north to gate the to the the night walkers yeah to all the way back to king's landing giving them a message and like nah that's how fast are crows again? How fast could Gendry run? That doesn't really make sense. Wait, Daenerys got from uh the dragon keep to the night king in what like three hours like <laughs> how fast can dragons fly wait a second <laughs> yeah well, like even that. when uh when uh uh fuck why am i drawing a blank on his name jamie mm. when he when he tried to escape the uh drogon's breath oh he yeah. jumped into the water yeah and all of a sudden you see him coming out like miles away side, miles away with a heavy ass armor on full armor yeah <laughs> they're like dragging another man yeah. with full armor oh other way around it was um uh not the hound what's his name was it the Hound? No, it wasn't the Hound. It was, um, fuck, what's his name? The asshole. No, yeah, uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, uh, Hell Tyrion Bron. Bron, Bron, Bron. Bron. Yeah, Bron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> and that man has one hand. So it's like, he's armor. You're both in armor. He's got one hand to swim. <laughs> it's like, oh, so it's man. like little stuff like that, which you didn't have, you didn't have those problems in the other seasons. Yes, when characters were in situations that they reasonably could not escape, they just wouldn't escape them. It was realistic in that way. There was no plot armor. But that or, was, or if they did escape them you knew like you could figure it like oh that makes like that was smart yeah but then yeah but that was the first time it was like oh he didn't die because he's the main character pretty much yeah and he was literally wearing plot armor <laughs> big heavy plot armor um let's see because i'm gonna say i'll let you know my thoughts after i finish the series have a good week and stay nerdy my blurdy yeah bro please keep us updated i really want to know how this journey ends <laughs> I know how the journey ends. <laughs> I mean, we could, maybe he'll love it. We don't know. Maybe he'll be like, I don't understand why I'm so upset. I love the, the the Night King battle, I'll and be, I love. I'll be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, really? Okay. Well, just because you know, we. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. <laughs> you were the chosen one, Joel. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's jump into topics of the week. Uh, let's start with, uh, I think, the most anticipated movie. Uh, Cruella. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Quiet Place Part 2. I don't know why you came all the way up here. There's nothing left. There are people out there. People worth saving. Most people had finally given up hope. And for those that know our rating system on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. 
goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you. Um, we all know the story. Oh, there is a trailer. I mean, technically, there's there's other trailers, but I'm not talking about like iCarly. iCarly is a movie? <laughs> no, it's a, I think it's coming back as like a show. Or like there's a trailer for Lucifer, but oh, weird. Like we don't watch Lucifer. Yeah. But we all know the story of The Quiet Place Part 1. Family lives in a house where they can't make any noise because weird- and they start driving cars and going into space. Talking about the fucking Michaels and Mitchells or whatever it's called, the Mitchells and Machines. No, I was talking about uh, Fast and Furious. Family. Oh, he's stupid. <laughs> Family. Um, but yeah, John Krasinski wrote, directed uh, his first horror movie. It was a smash hit. Uh, and I, I, I was, I heard it's the it's, thing with comedy directors going into horror because you got John Krasinski, Jordan Peele. I think there's somebody else doing one too. That's new. Chris Rock is doing Spiral. Oh yeah, which I heard was fucking terrible. Did you see it? I didn't see it. Oh, okay. I didn't hear it was terrible. I heard it was okay. Oh, really? That's what I heard. I heard terrible. Like, like even Chris Stuckman, he said it was okay. Mm. I think Jeremy John. Yeah, Jeremy John Which said is it was disappointing. Okay. Even even that's disappointing. Yeah, it was Jeremy like, John said it was okay. That was an opportunity to refresh the series. It's fucking how many Saw movies? Like uh, fuck the. Yeah. <laughs> I was done after like three yeah. Saw three. I didn't see the other ones. But where Saw had a dope premise in that first movie and kind of petered out. I think we're all curious to see how the premise in this movie or this 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 franchise would be expanded upon in the second movie. Because you've got these creatures that hunt based on sound to the point where they this family had to walk on sand to get around. Because even the crunkle and the crinkle of leaves would be enough to have these creatures zero in your location mm-hmm. and not eat you, as we've seen in this ne- in, in part two, especially. But just beat the fuck out of you to make any noise. <laughs> and I think what made that first movie really dope was the mystery behind it. Because other than like newspaper clippings um, and just random like little clues in the environment, we never really got a sense of how this threat began. It was just like, or, or these creatures, or there was a meteor shower. Where did they come from? Do they have weaknesses? Um, a lot of the storytelling for the premise was done through the, the narrative itself rather than being spoon-fed to the audience so when you start answering questions when you start expanding on that kind of concept in a sequel you have you run the risk of falling into a sequelitis where you kind of repeat the same gimmicks of the first movie which is be like the, oh don't make a sound oh jump scare oh jump scare so i think the fear people had going to the second movie is will this be a retread of the first or will this be a a a a sequel that we could all be proud proud of you know what i mean something that really is gets it the to- spider-man 2 to spider-man or is it the amazing Spider-Man two to the amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I get, I get that, I get that that metaphor, especially the Spider-Man two because Spider-Man two is amazing compared to Spider-Man one. Yeah, but amazing Spider-Man one and two, <laughs> both of them. Amazing, yeah. amazing Spider-Man one was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, granted, it wasn't like great. I think a better example good. would be is this the Saw two to Saw, right? I mean, Saw two is like more of the same. And I don't think it did I don't a good. Remember Saw two exactly. <laughs> 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 I'm like, wait, exactly. I'm like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I think the second one was when it ended up being the survivor. But I did like the first. Th- I did like the first three Saw movies. But I'm just like, what? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> oh, you did? After the first one, for me, they all kind of just fell off. No, I, I say after the third one, like when Jigsaw, when Jigsaw died, like to me, that was the end of the fucking movie. I mean, yeah, should have. And been. I think I saw four. I, I did. I think I did see Saw four. Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the, exactly the point but for quiet place 2 i have faith in john krasinski especially after that dope trailer that dropped dropped last year <laughs> with uh the the origin or like the the day one of this this alien apocalypse if they're even aliens it's not even clear um and i like that even in this movie i guess i'm kind of giving my thoughts on the review so i'll, I'll give our non-spoiler thoughts and then uh we'll go through spoilers as per usual so for me um the ever seeing that first trailer of uh, John Krasinski's family trying to escape, like keep in mind, don't listen to anything Jordan has to say because he actually got to meet John Krasinski and suck his dick. What? <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't invite me because like, no, well, I got no. because he got a screener and he got to saw, see it early. But me, I had to watch it with you know without John Krasinski there. Nah. And so you know, my I'm a little hurt. Okay, well, don't be hurt because he was barely there. He was uh, the video you saw that posted is basically as long. Still as got to there. breathe his uh, breathe his breath. I did get to also get to shout at him, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he was there just literally to thank everybody for coming out because I mean, we're still in a pandemic, and yet I think the movie's doing pretty good too in the box office. So it, it worked. I mean, the 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 media push for getting people back in the theater for this. Yeah, there was a thing that's saying this. I haven't checked. I mean, I should check right now, but they they were saying that this could be the first. $100 million box office weekend since the pandemic started. Oh, nice. And honestly, between, I think... Between Quiet Place and Cruella. I think it was deserved because um, we talked about it before in the podcast, but you know, there's a lot of movies that don't require a theater experience. I think mostly blockbusters with massive special effects like the Avengers or, you know, or the Matrix or something like that requires uh, a theater experience. Something like Fast and the Furious even with a big larger than life spectacle. Um, but this is a horror movie that I feel like also does better in a theater because of the, the premise, because of how it plays with sound, because those jump scares become more intense when you're, uh, when you're, when you're in a theater with massive surround sound and things are literally larger than life in front of you. The quiet even feels more quiet when you're around a bunch of people being quiet. It doesn't feel the same when you're in your room alone. Like, it's quiet, yes, but it's not the quiet deafening is very, silent. The quiet is very loud. Yes, that's a good way to describe it. Yes, deafening the silence is. Um, so seeing this movie, you know, sequelized aside, I was that pushing that worry to the back of my mind. Um, I was just surprised by how much character they were able to pull through from the first movie to this one. It's a direct continuation from part one. That's why it's called part two, duh. Um, and I think the characters are the strength. Just like in the first movie, and even though I was worried because I think John Krasinski was the strongest part of that first movie, so having him absent, spoilers, he died in the first movie, so having him absent in this movie, I was afraid would take something away from it. But luckily, because of the um, the setup that they have in this film with the uh, the flashback to the day one of the apocalypse, we get to naturally, I feel, introduce other characters that do show up in part two. Uh, what's his name? Killian Murphy? Is that his name? The the other actor in this that looks kind of like John Krasinski. So he was he was literally a friend that was set up in the backstory of this movie. I don't know. I don't know his name. Okay, but he's he's the he's the 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 older white guy that's in all the trailers with like the beard. He looks like John Krasinski. <laughs> um, so he kind of fills that role of an older father figure uh, in the movie, so that I you don't feel. 
You do feel the absence of John Krasinski's characters, but it's in a... What? Oh, God! What is this? I don't know. Advertisements! Where it's coming from? There we go. But it's in an emotional way, not in a way... Emotional within the movie type of way, not in a way that his absence hurts the film, like, you know, uh, uh, for the audience. So in all the best ways, they were able to naturally segue his character out and replace him with someone else. Um, but the, the real stars of this show are the kids. And I was told that John Krasinski made this, as he even said it during the screening, actually, that it was a love letter to his children. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. And I mean, even in this one, you could see that through line come through in the sequel, where it's now the responsibility of his wife and his two, now three kids, because the wife gave birth in the last movie, um, to kind of take up, not his mantle, like as if he's Batman, but take up the responsibility of protecting the family like he was doing in that first movie. Um, and like I said, like this does the does what I think the best sequels do, which is expand upon the original. It expands the world. It expands the lore. It, it introduces you to more factions in this world, where in the first movie is very a bottle film. In this movie, we, we get to see more of what's happening in the rest of the world. And whereas in the first movie, the, the suspense and the horror was kind of the focus because we... For the, a lot of the movie, we didn't even get to see what the monsters looked like. It was that was a big draw for it. They were always obscured in the background with blur, or like they would move, they would whip by the camera so fast you couldn't actually see them. But in the sequel, because we, the you know the like the 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 mystery is out. We we know by the end of the first movie what they look like to the point where we now know they're not even invincible. They found a method to kill the monsters in that first movie. So how do you raise the stakes in the sequel? Well, you show the monsters. And make that the spectacle. Now we get to see how they viciously kill and attack people. And bruh, they just fucking go ham on people. It's like, we'll theorize about why we think. Because even in this movie, they didn't specify where they came from or what their purpose is. But I think they do a good job giving you hints just based on how they act. And my guess, one of my guesses is, they just, the, since sound hurts them, they just seem to want to destroy anything that makes no, that's, noise. that's my Anything that makes noise, they want to stop it. Yeah, stop. But it's, it's so weird because by destroying things that make noise, you're also making noise. So it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> they don't attack each other. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Bob's wrecking that entire shop. But I know Bob's doing it, so I'm not going to fuck. I'm not going to go there and fuck with Bob. I, Bob's got this. <laughs> like, how do they know? <laughs> Maybe scent or something? I don't know. I mean, well, they have that. That clicking, that weird, yeah. like, and that, like, on the uh, the note of that, it reminds me so much of The Last of Us, and I'm like, I've, I've heard people say this too, but I'm like, this would be a great Last of Us movie, like, just the way even the monsters look with like their faces, it kind of reminds me of the the fungal zombies from The Last of Us, and I'm like, come on, you got like a family, like, you know. Uh, uh, in this movie especially you got the older guy with the younger girl tag along and they're on a mission to try and save save themselves or maybe the world <laughs> so I'm like this is the last of us but in quiet place I'm not even mad at it <laughs> um, but the intensity of the monsters in this one is, is what makes this movie for me because what you know again my fear would be that it wouldn't be as scary because now we know what the monsters look like we know their MO but the way they execute on their premise this time around, I think is what elevates it. Um, so I, I mean, just to give my rating. And oh, but I, I, 
I want to say my positives. There are a few negatives, but they didn't do. It wasn't enough to hurt the movie for me. But stuff like um, uh, what's his name, Dijon Hansu. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on, John Krasinski. We, I, I. <laughs> no one was in the room to be like, really, John. We're gonna. You're. You're. You've been doing so good at subverting expectations and 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 giving great arcs to the little bit of dialogue these characters do have. Because obviously, it's a quiet place. I can't talk that much. But like, like Killian Murphy had a great development for his character from the start to the end of this movie. But then Dijon Hansu, who I thought was gonna be a main character, or I thought was gonna be like somebody that shows up maybe in the third movie. I'm not gonna say what happens, but come on, guys, you know what happens. You black, know what happens. He's a black guy in a horror that's movie. My biggest, you know what happens. That's my biggest, <laughs> crit- that's my biggest criticism it didn't about have this movie. To happen. Not even just with Dijon Hansu, Dijimon Hansu. Digimon? I count it. I it's, it's like Dij- Dijimon, whatever. <laughs> Dijimon, Dijimon Hansu, Dijimon Hansu. But I counted like seven black people in this movie. All of them died. Oh, the cop. The cop? I didn't even think about the cop. The couple that was in the restaurant that where their phone went off. Yeah. Um, the black girl that was in the uh the little uh training camp or whatever, pushing her daughter on the swing. Yeah. Her and her daughter died. Uh Dijon Hansu. Yeah. Um the the, the only one that didn't die was the little kid that they put in the closet. <laughs> Who's gonna suck in the third movie when they're just like, What happened to your dad? <sighs> what happened to my dad? He goes, He's dead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we actually just said it. Black so, like, guys. literally, it's not a spoiler because he literally has one scene, you guys. Literally one scene. And they telegraph it so much. Yeah, they do. Like, you're like, Oh, he's about to die. Like, you're not about to do it. Come on, John yeah. Krasinski. Like, you should know better, too. Like, and when you're living in this world, there's no excuse for how naive he was in that moment. I'm like, Really? But that aside, that, I think that's one of my like my only real complaints. But that aside, I would give this a perfect vision. I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, this. I, I I agree completely with that. Like that's my biggest complaint. Yeah. But putting that aside, I'm like, oh, but I'm black. I feel like I should hate this more. But then, I, I'm <laughs> like, but I love I love the movie. I thought it was a very I thought it was a worthy sequel. Yeah. To Acquire Place One, like I thought it was. It wasn't the amazing. It wasn't the Spider Man Two because I don't think. This movie is better than no, the first one. Yeah, I, I think the first one was especially, great. It was great, especially because of the novelty of the concept, mm. is what makes it better than than uh, the second one. And then also, like like you mentioned, one of one of my biggest fears going into the sequel is you know the thing that they do with sequels. If the first one makes money, that means you, the second one's going to get a bigger budget. So that means we got to get bigger. We got to explain yeah. like which they, which they did. They did yeah, get bigger. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did go bigger, but they didn't go like the Legend of Korra route where it's like let's explain the first Avatar and then you get to show Avatar one and you're like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense though when you think about. How Avatar, like they they mentioned how firebending came from the dragon. Oh yeah, firebending came from the dragons. Yeah. Or airbending came from the bison. Uh, earthbending came from the badger moles. But then it's like, no, it all came from the uh, lion turtles. Yeah, it's like that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then where'd the lion turtles come from? <laughs> well, yeah. So they didn't do they didn't do that in explaining like, yeah, now you kind of got to see where the creatures came from and everything like that. But they still left questions in the air, and they didn't over explain. No. Yeah, everything, and then even with expanding the world, they didn't necessarily expand the world in terms of the creatures. They expanded the world in terms of all the other people that are living 
in yeah. this world and how it maybe affects them. And then, you know, the very walking Which dead. was a lingering question with those like torches in the distance yeah. from the first movie. So they, they explain more of that. And then also, also a very walking dead type of thing where it's like the zombie apocalypse. You know, usually the people that are able to survive, they're not the people that you want to meet, which isn't a spoiler because they said that in the trailer. Yeah. So like, I, I enjoyed that expansion. And also the thing that I liked about this movie is in the first movie, it was mostly Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Yes. In this movie, I feel like... The deaf girl. What's her name? The, the, I forgot her character's name. Reagan. Yeah, Reagan. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, so I feel like in this movie, Emily Blunt took a back seat, and it was mostly about the kids, but more specifically about the daughter. Yes. And I thought she was great. I mean, this is the first deaf... And, and, and yeah, I was going to say, I feel like... And I don't know if it's the hero. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it's the first, but this is one of the rare times in movies... That you actually, yeah, like you mentioned, that, that you actually have a deaf protagonist. Yeah. And and, I don't mean like a superhero, shit, like Daredevil type of way. I just mean like in a, like her just being deaf, a, a normal deaf person. Yeah. She's and not even just that, but the actress herself is deaf. Is in deaf. In real life, yes. So it's like, I, I, I appreciate that. So, you know, how many times does that happen? Not ever. Yeah. <laughs> and we did a really good job of like, I like when they have those moments of you're in her head. So you you you're with her and you can't hear things like she can't hear things, and it makes you feel it's it's such a great device because it makes you realize like yo without sound, life would be crazy like it's just so much danger that's like right next to you that you can't sense without yeah without like even hearing. just think about sometimes you maybe cross the street you don't notice a car and you hear the horn honk and you're like oh shit yeah. Like, so just even little things, things like that. So like, yeah, I appreciate it considering the movie is about sound and quietness and everything like that. There were still tricks and things that he did with the sound mixing and things where it was like even more quiet, like you mentioned, where you got to hear from her perspective. It's like, even when things are quiet, like when there's nobody talking or anything like that, you still maybe hear breathing off in the distance. Yeah. People like, or maybe smacking gum or like, you still hear yeah. moments of sound. But then when you hear from her perspective, when she doesn't have the hearing aid, like there's nothing. It's like a void. Yeah. Isn't that spoilers? It's like in the very beginning in the, the flashback scene. But that, what I think illustrates that point perfectly is that scene where she's in the car and all the shit starts popping off, like literally like 10 feet from the car. And John Christie jumps in the car and he's like, oh, he's like frantic and panicking. And she's like, what? What's going on? And it's like, you, you wouldn't know just to turn your head back and look if you can't hear things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, damn. Especially thinking like, what's the likelihood of a fucking alien invasion? Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. You're just sitting in the car like it's a normal day or whatever. <laughs> what, what, what happened? <laughs> so like, yeah. And, she, she's a, I would like to see more from this actor because she's a very strong I think she's a strong actor she she can go a lot of places and um, based on the way this movie ended I'm not going to say what it is because we're still doing the non-spoiler section but I if they end up going further and more like building on this franchise and movie for part three I'll be here for it I would like to see more of Reagan they have to make it part three the way it ended it's too open-ended I mean, it, it basically, I'm not going to say what happened, but yeah, it's, it just feels like there needs to be a part three. And I mean, I saw people, I saw a couple criticism, people saying like, oh, the kids got on my nerves in this movie. Reagan got on my, I'm like, she, no, Reagan no, was no, not Reagan. Yeah, it no, was the Reagan, boy. It was the boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did some shit. I'm like, all you had to do was sit your ass down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just sat your ass down. And I, and I said this at the opening of my uh, YouTube review when I reviewed, I was like, honestly, this movie show, I'm like, the world would be better if it was ran by women. Like, cause men are stupid. <laughs> girls get it done to, to quote the boys <laughs> in a better way than the, the well boys. I mean the boys that was a parody yeah so that I, was a parody so I like still. that I like using that as like a but for real the girls were the carriers of this movie so I was just like even the uh, 
the older guy, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> or Dijamon Hansu, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm Dude, like- <laughs> Dijamon Hansu was such a, so disappointing. Cause I like, in that one scene he was in, I was captivated. He's a good, he didn't get a name. I don't think he got a name in the credits. No, I don't think so. He's like man on an island or some shit like that. But it's like, I don't understand why, is it like an inside joke in Hollywood where it's like, this guy's a good actor, let's kill him off or give in him every, no lines. In every role. In everything, in, in Captain Marvel, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, like, he didn't die in Captain Marvel because he was in Guardians, so he had to stay alive. But he had no role. But he had no role. It was yeah. just like, why Why have a great, he's a great actor. Like, it's just, whenever he says shit, he's like, um, like at name? one point, once upon a time, he was looked at to be Black Panther. Like way back in the day. Wow. Because he's actually, like he's African. Yeah, I could, I could see that. But um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. I just feel like it's such a waste that he, he. Oh, he's like, um, what's your name? Yeah, like I would uh, like to Ahsoka? see. I would like to Rosario see Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I would like to see more from him as an actor. Yeah, like the. I think his biggest role was uh, give us us free, uh, Amistad. Oh, you're right. Of course, that's way. Yeah, bro. <laughs> of course, that's gotta be a Hollywood thing, man. It's just too. Because it's like you can't see that scene and be like, "Nah, let's still kill him." Like, what? Why? He's he's com- he had one scene. He's compelling. <laughs> okay, what a waste. All right, <laughs> but that aside, blackness aside, <laughs> push that back. Yes, but yeah, overall, I mean, I did. I I enjoyed. I enjoyed the movie. I had fun, and it was great to be back in the theaters again. And funny enough. Do you agree that it's it, a better it, experience in the theaters than it would yes, have been alone? Okay. Yes. And it does go to show like, and I mean, I knew this before, but this movie really dials in on it. Like you can get away with a lot with PG-13. Like there was a lot of death in this movie. Oh, it was, I didn't even think about that. But and it, right. was, it wasn't rated R. It was PG-13. Because even though you saw a lot of death, there was no blood. Yeah, as long as you don't show like gore. There was no blood. Good. There was no blood, sex, gore. And there was magic, but. <laughs> Is there magic? They're fucking aliens. That's magic. That magic? That's magic. <laughs> they don't exist. That's fucking magic. It's extraterrestrial. It's, it's not magic. It's magic. <laughs> yeah. Until I see an alien that fucking can't uh, listen to sound or whatever attacking people, yeah. it's fucking magic. But that is a good note that it's 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 violent but not gory. But through sound design and like editing and intensity, it's able to to evoke brutality so, without I mean, gore. I guess with that. If Marvel goes that route, I guess Blade can work. But I still want- But not in the same way. But I still want- He's got a sword. The reason why it worked here was because they just smacked the fuck out of people. But I still want blood. You I have mean, to- Wolverine has- You've seen Wolverine stabbing people. You never saw his claws all bloody and shit. I mean, yes, that's true. You're, at, you're actually right. But I still want blood, sex, gore, magic. Yeah. And see, so with things I like- want, I want to see Blade- fucking going full Mortal Kombat with motherfuckers P- yeah. pulling people's hearts out and shit see with things like Blades I, I sooner I feel like my brain is like no, yeah, there should be blood there blade. yeah yeah <laughs> it's, there should be blood there because a sword cuts open things but with these things but think about like there's mo- there's punching the shit out of people <laughs> but even think about movie like think about Arrow when, we, when, when they see slicing people do you see blood no <laughs> that's true that's true even when they get shot with arrows all the time it's like ah bloodless arrow <laughs> yeah bloodless arrow yeah <laughs> And they would die in season one. And there still wasn't much blood, if any. <laughs> yeah, I like the point. Or I guess they could go the Buffy route, where like where you get this, you get staked or whatever, you disintegrate. Oh uh, yeah. Or you get your head chopped off. Instead of blood, you just disintegrate. Yeah. So wait, you perfect vision? Yeah, perfect vision. Okay, so let's just jump into spoilers. Um, where do you want to start with this one? 
uh, how you? The black people die. <laughs> the black people. You want to start there at the end? What else happened? That was in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I like the flashback sequence because it was it was longer than I expected it to be. Yeah, and I like that time being spent with John. I like the setting and, of the status quo. And, and there was also enough there because you saw a lot of the like not a lot of it, but you saw a decent amount of it in the trailer. But there was also yeah, enough. The highlights, yeah. There was also enough that, that wasn't. scene where she's driving backwards. Yeah. And like the, the the quiet place monsters coming through the other the bus, the window, or or like the uh, monster crashing into the cop car and him yeah. taking off, like running, like oh shit, yeah. But there was still enough that wasn't showing in the trailer that still made it interesting. And then plus just the again being in the movie theater experience, the sound yeah. and all the chaos and everything like that. Plus in my theater there was some kid, there were kids there, and that's why I was like. Why are the kids like? Then I was like, oh yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not rated R. So like, they were, they were, they were like the stere- the stereotypical, you know, black person. Even though I don't, they what were, they're making noise. Yeah, they were like, don't you're stupid. <laughs> like, oh y'all been dead but because y'all because, been dead in a quiet place. <laughs> but because they were kids, I didn't find it annoying. Yeah. like I was like, that's just kind of that's cute. <laughs> yeah, pretty intense for a kids movie though. I mean, if it, not kids movie, but for kids, yeah. Even though there's no blood, still just the way that they were sm- like, like, like the cop car scene. That shit was intense as fuck. I mean, there's no blood, but you got the the sense of how strong, fast, and heavy these things are. Um, but yeah, the entire sequence I thought was dope, just because it, it, it set a cool... And I hope they do that again, in because it has to be a third movie. I hope they do that again in the third movie and show maybe day two of the apocalypse. Because we... Cause again, oh, actually, small criticism, sorry. To cut you of, of the flashback or just in general? I just I mean, It's not really a criticism, but I'm like, that's stupid. Because <laughs> I'm like... That huge ass meteor fell into the ground. I'm like, I'm like, there's no shockwave. Like, they should be dead just from the shockwave alone. Oh, yeah. But you don't know how far away that was. Like, it, it's like far in the distance. And also, it, if it was to- that far away, they got there pretty, wherever they are, they got there pretty quick. That's what I'm saying. Maybe <laughs> they just, where's that? that? <laughs> took off running. And then you see how fast they are. It's possible. My bigger question is like, how, there had to be meteor shots around the world, right? Not just there. Otherwise, I, you that's another thing. No, I think it's a worldwide. You thing. actually don't even. Or maybe papers, it's just that one town. This is but that, no, because I mean, you based on know. The, no, because based on part one, but it's been a year. You would think if it was just that one town, something would have happened. But I'm saying based on. But I'm saying based on part one, he had newspaper clippings, so other people had to experience it. Actually, now I think about it, how were the newspaper clippings? If in the the first day, within the first couple of hours, that shit landed and started killing people. How they have time to write news? There's, a, there's always time for the news. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, even though the printing makes noise. Yeah, like I don't. Huh? <laughs> like, is it, I guess the internet's down after day one, so they start releasing newspaper. You know what I mean? Like, if, if it's weird that they had newspaper clippings, if it happened that fast, right? <laughs> I, I, mean, didn't, I didn't think about it like that. The news. The news always happens. It would take more than a day to release newspapers, right? Yeah, because then people have to deliver them. Yeah, yeah. and then the delivery of them. <laughs> but if these monsters are running around killing things, don't think sound, about it too much. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even think about that as a plot hole, but now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait a second, that's making sense. <laughs> <laughs> but the real answer is, how else would you have clues about what their origin was in the first movie? Yeah. We had the clippings. Like, all right, yeah, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> um. But yeah, that entire first scene was fucking intense. I, I like what the guy's praying out loud, and John Krasinski puts his hand over the guy's mouth, like, shut the fuck up. You can pray internally. <laughs> like <laughs> even when um that happened a couple times. Even when uh uh Murphy Killian Murphy's character was alone with uh uh fuck, what's your name? Uh 
Karen. That's not her name. What was her name? The deaf girl? Reagan. Reagan. Karen. <laughs> when he was alone with Reagan and they were like in that, that convenience store or whatever or the, the train, what? The train station spot. What? Somebody sent me a DM, not somebody, you know, those requests yeah. where nobody sends you a DM before. And they said, you're gay plus ratio plus die plus gay again. What? Exactly. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't. You're the, gay plus ratio die plus gay again. That doesn't make sense. I'm like, are you trying to insult me? Are you trying to, like, what does that mean? You're, you're gay to black ratio? I don't know what does that mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't was, know what that means. I don't know what that means. You get weird DMs. <laughs> <laughs> but they were in the, like, so, so, so Reagan and, the, and Killian Murphy's what, I'm character. Post, I'm like, what does this even mean? Yeah, what, you ever respond to that? She's no, trying? I'm not responding. I'm posting it in my stories. Oh. oh, oh I'm like, oh. what the fuck does this even mean? <laughs> give him attention. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want attention, I'm about to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he was like trying to explain to her that he didn't want her to keep searching for a boat or whatever. That she was looking for uh, a song they heard in the radio. He was like, "Don't do it. We gotta stay here." I'm like, oh, okay. "Shut the fuck up!" Wait, wait. 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 So I, I went to his profile, and he says it says in his profile, "Gay homophobic." So I'm like, "Wait, he put yeah, he put who? what? I sixth grade? Yeah, sixth grade." <laughs> Oh, that's so many layers of what the fuck. A sixth grader that thinks it's edgy to put that he's homophobic in his profile. But you have gay slash homophobic. So like, Yeah, wait, what does that mean? Are you gay but also homophobic? I don't get it. I, I guess that's what the man you're gay plus ratio plus die plus gay again. <laughs> I think it was like weird, like get. It's like the um the anti life equation. Yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Michael's eyes glaze over. Is like dark side is dark side is like Michael step out of it. <laughs> oh no! It's like Saul. Like you got to figure out the puzzle or you're gonna die. <laughs> that's why it says die die plus. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, oh, that's another thing I actually didn't say in my review, but I I did have one major complaint, even bigger than the black guy dying first, or not dying first, but the, the black guy dying when he didn't need to die issue. My biggest issue is just a plot hole. The, the continuity between the end of the first movie and the beginning of this one, it's like, it was as if they were like, well, we kind of wrote ourselves into a corner here. So just forget about the the stinger of the last movie where all of the Quiet Place monsters were rushing toward the house because of the, the shotgun noise that happened at the end of that movie. And it kind of like reset. We're like... Some of the continuity was there, but there was no urgency of the like. Uh, it seemed like a swarm of those monsters were coming to kill them at the end of that first movie. So, so when she's got a shotgun and she's like, "Let's do this," it's like, so how is the next movie gonna start? She's gonna go full like Sarah Connor and start just mowing down the fucking monsters. Well, they I think they said in uh, the first one there was only a certain amount of them in that area. Remember when they killed that one, they looked on the security cameras and you saw like a bunch of them running by the security cameras, like coming toward where they were. But then that wasn't even a factor in the second movie. Well, no, because I mean, kind of, yeah, because remember as they were walking around, you saw all the dead ones. So I guess between the first and second one, she killed them off like... Wait, you saw dead ones laying around other than the ones that they killed already? They killed two. They killed... Wait, did they kill two or was it just one? I, I remember they, there being more than one. I remember they killed one for sure at the end. No, yeah, they, they killed it. one for sure. Yeah. But I guess but they I only think killed... They saw, I think I saw another dead one. 
I don't even remember seeing multiple dead ones. I Maybe, <laughs> I mean, you could be right. Maybe that's how they try to explain it away. But it didn't show that at least because like the big cliffhanger was like, what are they going to do? And this one starts and it was like, there was no urgency. And they started from the same position where they were in the house then they go outside the house and then they're like, like they're they're getting gathering things before they go off on a journey to go find where the other torches are being lit from. But I'm just like, cause like they had time to like, uh, fucking uh, the deaf girl goes up and like looks at the different fire things and pinpoints their location on a map. And the the wife goes to find the oxygen tank and the water for the baby. Cause like, my my big question was like, how the fuck are they gonna travel with this baby? But they end up using like that that uh, noise proof box with a little baby gas mask, which is so adorable. <laughs> Little baby gas mask that uh, our oxygen mask that keeps him alive in the in the bassinet, and it's soundproof. And it's soundproof. Um, and then when they happened upon Killing Murphy's character, that that entire thing was intense. Where the kid gets his leg trapped in a bear trap, and he's like, ah! I'm like, oh, you guys are all fucked. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, what would you in that situation? I was like, oh, how would you get out of this? She's just like, please be quiet. Please, be quiet. I'm like, would I punch a kid in the face and knock him out to make him stop screaming? Because I mean, like, what are you gonna do? Of course he's screaming. He's just fucking yeah, legs in a bear trap. Screaming, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, what but are I'm you like, do? but shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence of like running into the um the whatever that was. What was that? Like the tank they hide in? The locked. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what, but they, it was it was like some kind of like industrial metal smelting uh, facility. Yeah, and even with that, there were a lot of checkoff gun moments that did pay off. Unlike some movies where they like Army of the Dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, these dry out zombies in the rain they'll come to life, and they never do. But in this one, yeah, you're right. They show they specifically show when it closes, it lands on the um the towel. So it's like, oh, so the towel's not there. What happens? And then of course later, when the kid's running away from the monster and closes it, he gets locked in because the towel's not there, and there's no way on the inside to open it without like it that that latch being open. So I'm like, shouldn't that this that should be a safety issue? <laughs> Granted, I don't think I don't think it was meant for that. Yeah, great. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if it's meant for that, but still, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like even that when they first went in, like you see the guy with the timer because he knows how much oxygen they would have in that in that little space clearly he's been hiding there multiple times hiding from the monsters but the entire situation I really like but yeah him the brother him screaming one but then after the mom goes to find um, medication for his bear wound or not bear wound his his bear trap wound and more oxygen for the baby because they're, they're running low on it I'm like, if he just stayed put rather than needlessly go exploring like in the, the, the top of that area and finding Killian Mur- what I assume was Killian Murphy's wife who had died, mm-hmm. right? That, that was her, right? Because it was in a room with a bunch of baby pictures from his his son. Um, I'm like, if you just fucking stay put, that entire third act of them desperately trying to survive the the quiet place monster trying to get to uh to the the mother and him wouldn't have happened no i'm like why did you because movie because <laughs> movie's got a movie because he's stupid <laughs> yeah. but what i did like in this movie um i i saw jeremy john's review and he complained about i didn't the, see his review oh i watched it it was he, one of his complaints was the family splitting up because he liked the, the family dynamic together. And I, I agree with that. But I like them splitting up. I thought the splitting up was good because it gave you a couple of moments uh, where they paralleled things happening with one group with the other group too. Yeah. 
And it made it more tense because you're worried about bro- both groups simultaneously. And that, and they ended it that way too. And I thought the ending with that parallel was a dope, just to spoil the ending because we're in spoilers. But the ending where um, uh, the deaf girl is able to use her her hearing aid to create that sound in the radio booth and kill that one monster. And at the same time, her brother, um, because they played over the radio, he's able to use that sound on the radio to also kill the monster trying to get to them. And it was this really dope, like hero moment where it felt like it wasn't a superhero movie, but in that moment, it felt like a hero movie where both of them were like, Oh, okay. They're now they're rising up to take, John Krasinski's place is the hero, essentially. You can see that. I like how they kind of communicate, like, the next generation's going to be okay. Like, they're going to be able to figure this out, and maybe there's, there's hope. I thought that, that parallel at the end was, even though it ended, like, one of my, it's not really an issue, but, like, one of my, like, eh, it kind of ended exactly the same as the first movie. But I like that this time it wasn't um, the mother that was able to have that hero moment it was the kids and i think that's important going into if there is a third movie to i hope it's a time skip where the kids are actually kind of the ones um that are like the the main characters fully the main characters i mean depending on when they do part three i don't know if you want to keep the same actors you know. but they're they're younger so shouldn't they they probably look older now well even it's like a two-year time skip but still reagan is 18 i looked her up she's 18 and the kid the boy is 16 so that's oh, okay. i said depending on when they want to do part three but even this is a year plus this is i gotta assume they, they were two years younger in this movie well you said times usually time skip is like five ten years later that's why i said depending on but it would be five years oh well, yeah, that's yeah right like, <laughs> from the time of when this movie released you gotta think two years before this is when they were actually filming it so by the time the third movie comes out they would be like four or five years older yeah that's true yeah and kids grow fast so they, they will probably look different too so i'd be down for that um what were some of the things that like stood out to you in the movie like in terms of like the the action or like the suspense set pieces because there's a, there a couple of really good intense moments like uh the deaf girl on the train yeah the the, the moment on the train and, and and you like you mentioned like before with like the sound i was just like turn around it's behind you like, yes <laughs> <laughs> but I've, and, and it also goes to show like the creatures they are pretty silent themselves. They're like fucking ninjas. Yeah. More or less. Giant 50 ton ninjas. <laughs> yeah. So like when you mentioned like, oh, they make sound themselves. I'm like, not real. Not unless they're knocking shit over. Yeah. Then they make all the sound. Yeah, then they make all the sound. But- Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but when they move around themselves, they're, they're fucking silent. Even when they killed the son in the first one, where yeah. that shit just came out of nowhere, like swiped his ass. Yeah. Even though, you know. I mean, I know that move moment was meant to show shock value. It was kind of like what uh, happened next. Yeah, well, it was, was kind of like uh, it, it where, where Georgie, Georgie, hello, hey Georgie, yeah. when well, he got killed, he got his arm bit off. You're supposed to be going, oh shit, like it's supposed to start the movie. Yeah, but me, I was just like, it was good for his fucking ass, like <laughs> dumbass baby, yeah, yeah, dumbass fucking baby. Like you knew better. Well, he wasn't that young when he didn't know better. They also had foreshadowing in this movie of that, like they yeah, showed they, the toy. They, yeah, they showed the toy. Yeah. I was like, it's good for his fucking bitch ass. <laughs> Well, I'm the other type of person. I want I want kid deaths. So, like, oh my god! I want it in Jurassic World, like the, the Battle World. Yeah, I was mad. No kids died. So it's fucked up. <laughs> no, I'm fucked up. Like, don't judge me. But uh, so I I just appreciated how menacing that they showed that these creatures are. Like yeah, even when you have a shotgun, 
Like, it doesn't mean anything because they are armored. Yeah. That's why, like, people can't, like, you have to know their specific, like, you have to get them open up mm-hmm. to to act, be effective with them. So, really, this family is the only one that they have the, they're the only ones that have the secret. Yeah. So, I mean, I like I like that. I'm like, the I, government can whip, they have time to make fucking news articles, but they don't have time to whip up a sonic gun. Like, <laughs> yeah, but who would think, you wouldn't think to. I mean, I would think the first thing you would think of is, like, they seem to be attacking things that make noise. Maybe sound could hurt them. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, but also if you're not staring and looking, you don't know if they're eating. Yeah, that's true too. You're making noise. Oh, food. We're gonna eat. Yeah, like you know, you're you're like, oh shit, I'm running. So yeah. you're, you're like, what do they eat? <laughs> we know they don't seem to, to eat. I, I mean, mean, they got. We, we haven't seen anything. Yeah, we haven't seen anything. But I'm like, they gotta eat something. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they eat plants. They're veg- They're vegans. <laughs> Maybe they don't. My my theory is that since they're from space, they just existed in the vacuum of space where there's no sound. And the reason why they don't have to like have eyes or noses or anything so they don't breathe air which confused me because then it's like they but they can't swim so they drown or do they just sink because if they came from space they shouldn't be able to have to breathe right i mean maybe they just sink they just sink they're too heavy yeah yeah maybe that's it oh they just don't know how to do the breaststroke yeah they can't paddle (laughs) (laughs) so i mean if you get don't go in the ocean because they're probably still around right i mean but i like the revelation that an island would be the solution um but then i'm like this or maybe they have their own country maybe they have their own planet with oxygen and maybe so maybe they do drown maybe they're they're fucking sim they're symbiotes (laughs) (laughs) this is a venom prequel I'd be down with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just like the idea that they don't give you enough information to have a solid idea of what these things are and where they, even where they come from. I've seen people theorize that there could be like government experiments even, that the meteor shower was a cover or maybe it was like a like a shuttle that exploded or something. But I'm just like- They're symbiotes. Because <laughs> that's how the symbiote got to Earth. But you have to assume that there, there are whole civil, that's civilizations, there are whole like cultures that exist on islands. So it's like, unless those meteors fell on every single continent, continent and even the small islands on those continents it couldn't be a full-scale invasion well, we already thing, know right? it's not because they found that island that they were able to escape from so they were the dumbest people in the fucking world they had no fucking like fallback plan if the you know how there's a, a, an alien apocalypse let's just assume it'll never get here it's like you don't have like a fucking plan there's no like you don't have what you, you weren't stocking weapons and like nothing it's just like Oh shit, he's here! Oh, scatter! I'm like, I mean, but also, you, but also, you gotta think about it. If they're on an island, isolated, like where are you gonna? They have to go back to like try to stock up on weapons and shit. Like they're probably like, we're not taking that fucking chance. So, they would have to at some point. They don't have infinite resources. In, no, on, they on don't the have infinite resources. But I mean, they've been surviving for now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought they would have some kind of like emergency. Because I mean, I guess plan. with them being on an island, I guess they have easier access to fish and things like that. So they can. Oh, sure. Maybe they were all just fishing a lot. Yeah. I felt like we didn't get enough time with like that camp. No. Like they just, barely was, got set a, up. It was just there for the, the plot device. They wanted to kill everybody. Yeah. And that weird thing where the song about the, the crossing the sea or whatever was like a hint where to find them. Which is I didn't I didn't really understand why they had it in code. Did they just expect people that aren't crazy to figure it out, or? I mean, I guess because of the way because it was like, oh, some of these people aren't people you want to meet, so maybe yeah. they didn't just want they didn't want to invite everybody there. But it's not like that's a, a, a accurate filter for who's no, it's not because I mean, yeah, there, could like, be, there could be somebody that's smart that figures it out. Yeah, like the like were they can were those people like the first group cannibals? Is is that what they were gonna do to 
to I don't know what they were gonna do. Maybe they're gonna I don't know. Yeah, rape. That was yeah. my first. I'm like, are they gonna rape this little girl? What the fuck? But they they also seem malnourished. So I was like, maybe they're gonna eat them. Maybe that's the only way they can survive. I mean, but this is a, a world where it's like food isn't readily accessible. Because remember, they uh, the Abbott family they lived on a farm, so yeah. They had easy access to food and research. Also- Even them, they, they kept going back to town to get things. So yeah, I but also they get groceries. If yeah, they- but also like you can't grow everything on a farm. And plus, there's and, and this is another thing. I was like. Because even when she went to the, the grocery store to pick up like antibiotics and shit yeah. like that, I'm like, during an apocalypse, like those shits will be gone. Like there were a couple bottles of pills on that shelf. On that shelf, I was like, those shits will be gone. But see what I'm saying is like, I thought maybe but then again, it's like a, that because it happened so fast. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I was going to say, and then it's also a small town too. But like, then it wasn't like New York. Yeah. But it was New York. I didn't even realize that. Did you know that takes place in New York? It does? Yes. I was like, that was actually one of the like the Q and A questions at the beginning of the the screener, but was yeah. it like Buffalo. Yeah, that didn't even upstate. look like New York. It's got. I mean, Grant, I've I've been upstate. Well, I don't know because I, I haven't been to every place upstate New York. Yeah. So there are some like I've been to, I've been to Syracuse. I've been to Buffalo, but I'm like that didn't look, look like that. Nope. It's, uh, technically, it's up. It's it's some part of New York. It's just not the city, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean, most people when they think of New York, they think of the city. But it's like, no, there are other places. In- yes, that's just that's literally just New York City. <laughs> but um, I, stuff like that, I just kind of let go as like, oh, it, the apocalypse happened so fast that things weren't cleared out. But then when you think about the article thing, it's like, wait, but they had time to write articles about it and, and deliver said articles. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I want to see more of the backstory. Like, I want to see the internet go out. But even still, sometimes if the, if the answer is not good enough you're yeah, gonna be like it's gonna, it's gonna it's gonna hurt it yeah so yeah sometimes less is more yeah but i do want to see more john krasinski so i don't want him just because even this movie you know he wasn't in the movie other than the, his the presence flashback. still felt yes through uh his friend the killing murphy character i mean the same thing you don't you don't have to have him come back he's like i'm trash but you reagan you're just like your father you don't have to you're have him come back me. for his presence to be felt because his presence can be felt through reagan yeah Who's the new John Krasinski, basically? Yeah. <laughs> he lives in you. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> it's like, so yeah, they, I, I need to see them as Reed and Sue. <laughs> I like, I want it at this point. I mean, she came out and was like, nah, it's not I don't, I don't believe her. You don't believe her? <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch said he wasn't playing Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah. Uh, fair, fair, fair. Um, and plus, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I don't like comic book movies. Like, But every movie she does is damn near sci-fi, mm. supernatural, Edge of Tomorrow, this. True. Like Wait. she's in fucking Jungle Cruise with Disney. Oh, she God. was in. She was a runner-up t- to play Black Widow before Scarlett Johansson. So clearly, she likes Marvel movies. If she was interested before, yeah. So I'm like, don't lie. Yeah. You know you want this. And there was rumors or talks that she's been brought in for another meeting with Marvel. Mm. So I'm like, for all we know, she's cast. I'll, they just haven't announced it yet. I mean, I'll say this: John Krasinski looked mighty muscular when I saw him in, in the screen. Yeah, yeah, even John Krasinski. John Krasinski could have been Captain America, but Chris Evans got it. Yeah. They were like the lad, they were like the final two. So it's like I think both roles went to the right people though. Cap and Black Widow, I, I see more. I mean, granted, because we've had many movies with them, but I just I feel like they are better suited for the roles. But that said, I think they'd be the best Mr. Fantastic and Visible Woman. So um how do you feel about the ending? Did you feel like it was kind of repetitive compared to the first one, or did you like it? 
other than Dijon Hunt. I, mean, I guess it was the same killed. beats, but I mean, ultimately, I feel like it was different enough that it didn't feel the exact same. And I mean, I still like the ending with the, the parallel between what the, the daughter was doing and the son was doing and how both of them stepped up. Yeah. Where their mother stepped up and, the, and she, she protected them. Yeah. But then now the kids are protecting in different ways, but now the kids are protecting everybody else. I like that. Yeah. The pacing the pa- for me kind of passing one, on the mantle. I was surprised it ended there. I was like, wait, is this the ending? They just did the first one again? But it could, because it didn't feel, like the first one felt like it was building to that ending. This one, I don't know, it was the pacing of going from location to location or something, or spending so little time in that base camp before we like, got to the, this ending. Something about it just felt like, it was like, oh, this, oh, it's over. Holy shit. And it was, it was and a short I, movie. I had to Google. I was like, is there a post-credit scene? Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, it's over. So this one felt like the middle movie in the trilogy. It didn't feel like it had even the same closure as that first one. Now I have questions like, are they going to broadcast that radio signal and use that to take back the planet? Or are they going to just keep trying to survive? Because it, it even end with the, the family reuniting. They're still separated. So it's like, where's the next one going? How are we... Like what's what's and that's my fear now is it you know you have fear every time a, a potential new movie is going to come out but my fear for a third movie is if they're going to conclude a trilogy you know how hard it is to stick a landing in a, in a third movie so I'm like and in, in a horror movie I mean you saw Conjuring three already because you had a screener but something with like this deep level of continuity I'm just like where how is it going to end and will that ending be satisfying. I have faith in John Krasinski, but it's just a it's a valid question for any trilogy, especially a horror movie trilogy. I mean, look, uh, here, oh, here's another great example of a horror movie that petered out in the second movie. It won, it too. Like, even in the second movie, it's like it was way worse than the first one. Yeah. Um, even it won, I'm like, I love even it though, no, I did. I was gonna say, even though I did like it won, I was slightly disappointed in the sense that like you got the the movie started where the big Georgie, you're like, oh shit. But then for the rest of the movie, you everybody was one more kid death. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was pretty much safe. Yeah. They didn't see the kids to become adults in the second movie. That's but not I mean. even just the kids, but like other other people. Like you didn't really see that much. It was just really just Georgie. Yeah. So you wanted more nobody everybody else everybody, every, every, yeah everybody else was safe yeah I mean so, I agree with that but it, it did set a great tone and then you get fearful. to it too I'm like I mean great people died but I was like everybody's really safe now like, yeah <laughs> um is there anything else you want to talk about for quiet place part two I'm trying to think if you miss anything significant that was kind of bullshit that the the quiet place alien was able to just float to that island coincidentally like i'm like of all the time plot right but i'm like of all the time I, I was like the boat uh, come on yeah. <laughs> it just ha- the boat happened to drift in that exact it didn't go anywhere else nope. it <laughs> happened to go to that island like that was a, like the like the fucking alien was on it like nah motherfucker yeah. i know where they at i'm driving this boat <laughs> he's just his long arms and paddle that direction yeah. like oh, i'm coming <laughs> i'm coming deaf girl oh shit but when i saw that but I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Cause at first I was confused. I was like, wait, what? Cause I also like the Murphy Killian character because I wasn't sure about where his allegiances would fall. Like there were times where they made him not trustworthy. Like that moment where um she wakes she up. Wakes, yeah, she wakes up and he's gone. Yeah, he, she thinks that he took the the hearing aid. Well he did. <laughs> yeah. But then he brought it back. Yeah. Yeah. 
but stuff like that. Like I wasn't sure. And then when he has a conversation with DJ Hansu, it's like, a, oh no, this is a good guy. He just kind of lost faith because he lost his kid and his, his wife. So he was, he was kind of like at the end of his rope when he met these people. That's why. Because at, at first he was like, you can't stay in here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> like, like, but we know you. I don't give a fuck if you know me. That guy's dead. <laughs> I lost everything. <laughs> but but I like by the end you realize no, this guy is like he's on their side and he's he's and then he dies. <laughs> oh, he didn't die. You said Dijon Hansu. No, not Dijon Hansu. I meant the uh, Killian Murphy. Oh. But yeah, but Dijon Hansu. I thought, I thought Dijon Hansu was going to be like the part of the new A squad. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only white people can survive a quiet place. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you couldn't give a man a name. Okay, whatever. <laughs> His story was so captivating about like the boats and how there was 12 yeah, that's boats. That's he had to die. <laughs> Because even if you don't go into the, the more John Krasinski backstory, they could have started the third movie like that. If he didn't die, they could have started the third movie with that backstory. I'm like, at that point, I'm like, just cast somebody white if you're going to do that. <laughs> I'm like, how does Dijon Hansu feel about this? Because he's got to see the trend, I mean, right? obviously, he has no problem with it. because I mean, work's work. Yeah, work is work. But still, it's like... No, y'all racist, right? <laughs> like nobody on set says shit. I, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> it's too much of a trope now in Hollywood. Like we all know it's a trope, so there's no way it's like in the script. Is it reads that the black guy dies? Is that right, John Krasinski? And we're all cool with that. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's what I said. It's not even just. It wasn't even just every single black person in this movie died. Yeah. <laughs> I like that cop too. For the little bit he was in it. I, I saw, him. what's his face on him? That's Hamilton. Uh, 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 fuck, what the fuck is his name? I'm socially advanced. Instead of sewing some pants, I'm going to take a shot. Oh, oh, um, uh, Hercules Mulligan? Yeah, him. Hercules Mulligan. Yeah, that's him. Wow. I like him even more now. Fuck you, John. Why did you kill him? All right, anyway. On that note, speaking of <laughs> fuck people that made this movie, uh, let's talk about Cruella. <laughs> <laughs> she thought she owned everyone. It's foolish. Unhinged. Well, you're fired. <gasps> Why are you speaking? I think you've licked me. But there's something about poetic justice that's just so poetic. You won't admit you love me. And so, how do you have a light? To know you always tell me. Get her. This doesn't have to be a scene. It really, really does. I'd like to remind you all that I'm doing this in heels. What was your name? Cruella. If you can't make your life. I think you liked I like, it. I don't know what that I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you like this movie, right? I love this movie. <laughs> uh, I didn't hate this movie. I'm I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate it. But I'm curious what made you love it. Best Disney live action movie of them. Well, I didn't see all of them. Oh, wait. But, oh, fuck. But it's the best one. I'm thinking about it now. You might be right. Oh, I am right. I'm always I'm right. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Lion King, disappointing. Mulan, fuck trash. And I mean, I like Beauty and the Beast. We gave a positive Oh, yeah, yeah. We did like Beauty and the Beast. But this is better than Beauty and the Beast. Is it, though? It is. Okay, I want to hear your thoughts about Cruella. Because unlike even Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast is a retread. So it wasn't even like it was an original movie. It was just the cartoon again, but with some slight things changed. It's also why added. this is better. I, I, I might agree with you on that, on that on that level. Because 
I feel like what makes me not as angry at this movie is the fact that it's not like a retread. It's like almost like a prequel, but it's a prequel that takes a lot of liberties with the original source material. And I don't even mean like race changes and shit like that. There are a couple of race swaps in this. Um, I don't got an issue with that. Of course, representation. Fuck yeah. But my uh, issue Jordan's is... Jordan's racist. No, my issue is the character changes they made to some of the characters. Like like Horace and Jasper, her henchmen, and her relationship to those henchmen in this. I'm like, is it a different universe? Just tell me it's a multi... I guess, I guess by virtue of them being different races, like Jasper being black, it's a different universe. So this, this Cruella isn't that cruel she's only cruel and in, in like in, in like name only and perception of but this her. is disney like they i know this, but it's like it's like they, Mal- they, i was gonna say they did the same thing with maleficent they did the same thing with the wicked witch of the but west why? with, the, with, the, with, with uh, the, uh the whiz <laughs> fucking why am i drawing a blank uh alphaba um uh, the wizard of oz prequel uh, like, no one that. mourns the wicked. No, no, no. Wicked. There wicked. we go. I there just said go. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to sing the song over the name. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're right. You're right about that. So basically, everything is wicked. Like, so that was that Every, was the, you gotta, you that, that was the start. That was the start of this trend. Let's make the villain not that not not villain. Yeah, yeah. But her name is Cruel Ella. <laughs> Cruella, and it's like. It's like they wanted to have the cake and eat it too because they'll keep having allusions to the, the original character and the things she did in that movie, like skinning dogs. That's what she's known for. But I feel like every time she would like say something villainous, they would take it back in the writing and be like, I was joking. Just jokes. <laughs> I was like, is it jokes though? Or like, is that the writer's way of getting around the fact that you said some like fucked up shit but you don't want the audience to be like, oh, that's fucked up. But oh, it's a joke. Okay. And I'm like... <laughs> Just make it villainous. Like, I don't understand what this issue is. And I almost felt like whoever wrote this movie didn't want to make a Cruella movie. They wanted to make a Batman movie. Because there's a lot of moments in this that feel like a Batman-esque origin to her, her character. And not even the origin of her family, or not her family, what happens to her mother. That shit is stupid as fuck. Um, but it's it's certain scenes. There's a moment where she's on a. Mo- they make a point because in the fir- in the original movie when she drives that buggy, she's like driving like crazy because she can't drive. Mm-hmm. So they repeat that in this movie, which I was like, all right, all right. So we get, we get a little a little preview of what she's gonna do later when she loses her mind, tries to fucking kill those Dal- Dalmatians in the in an animated movie. But then later they make they make a point in that scene. Which like, I do I can't think drive. it's a multiverse thing because I'm like I don't see this Cruella. There's no way. Yeah, it, I couldn't see Jasper and Horace being villainous to the point where like, like hey little doggy, like, come here. Remember, I'm gonna... I don't remember Jasper. So when you said her henchman, I'm like I don't remember. They were down. They were more down with killing dogs and skinning them than she was. I'm like I don't really remember 101 Dalmatians the original. I think that's what the creators of this hope the audience does. Like, they want you to have a a slight framework of who Cruella, Cruella is, Cruella is, but they don't want you to remember any details because they were they were evil. Like they were, I remember seeing it because they were kind of scary when I was a kid. Like I remember Jasper, who's all lanky and shit. He was like, hey, little puppy, come out, come out wherever you are. Something like that. But he was looking to find the puppy. He's like, kill, kill puppies. But in this, Cruella jokes about killing full-grown dogs. And he's like, you, don't, even you don't mean that. She likes dogs. Like she has her own dog. I know. So it's like, <laughs> But you're gonna skin dogs later? No way! I don't buy it. There's a scene where so she makes a note that but she, she's not skinning dog because it's stupid. It, the the world thinks she skins dogs. Yes, but not not in real life. It's all jokes. Um, she wants people to 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 uh feel like she's a villain, to give her the notoriety of a villain. 
Um, but yeah, in that scene where she's driving, they make a note like, you, I don't know you know how to drive. I don't. And she wouldn't. She grew up as an orphan and then she grew up as a thief in this movie. So she never would have a chance to get her driver's license, let's say. But in the later scene, she st- she hotwires. And she got hotwire a lot of shit for someone who can't drive. But she hotwires, uh, or no, I think she just steals a motorcycle. And she's, it's a, it's a two-wheel motorcycle. And she's just cruising on it. And her, 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 her cloak is flapping in the wind. I'm like, that's a Batman scene. This is fucking Batman. Like, well, motorcycles do a little different than a. It's you, you. You have to get a separate license for a motorcycle because it's not easy. It's like riding a bike. If you can't ride a bike, well, you can't maybe, ride a motorcycle. Maybe she knows how to ride a bike. Bullshit. <laughs> 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 she just cruising on this more. It's like, well, I'm like, that looks like something from the Dark Knight. Like, that looks like a Dark Knight scene. <laughs> but from the, her origins to scenes like that to the uh, like the, the ending, <laughs> well, what happens at the end, you know what happens in the end. I'm like, wait, what happens at the end? <laughs> she flies. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She no. basically flies. <laughs> I'm like, what are you bat? No, the ability to make clothes makes you as like that gives you the ingenuity of a, of a superhero where you can just do it. You can make anything. She had a fly. She had a parachute. <laughs> she basically flew, <laughs> and 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 she had Hunger Games technology <laughs> to somehow have a a dress material. That's in the trailer, but you did a dress material that yes, burns away and reveals a dress underneath it. I'm like. This is the sixties, right? Like <laughs> what? But it's a Disney is the, the Disney version of the sixties. Gosh, of course. Of course. <laughs> um But the strengths of this movie, I've seen people talk about it before. It's it's Emma Stone and M- Emma Thompson. Yeah, Emma and Emma. Both of the Emmas. Cause um I like But not Emma Watson. No, not Emma Watson. Because I keep saying Emma Watson. No, it's Hermione? not Emma Watson. Is that Hermione, right? That's Hermione. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. Emma, Emma Stone, uh, uh, Gwen Stacy. She's she's good as Cruella, but it's the contrivance that makes her Cruella that took me out completely and made me ask so many questions up until the point there's a twist reveal what her origin is. That's the only thing about this That's movie that I didn't it. like. The twist origin? The twist. But the twist at least made the way she was acting make more sense. Because part of me, I was like, really? It was stupid. <laughs> the way she became Krell was stupid. Like the, the, the heel turn that made her Krell was stupid. And then the twist at least tried to explain why she had that heel twist turn. So for me, it kind of salvaged it a little bit, but not really. And, and then uh, it, it hurt. Um, I, I don't. It hurt it for me just because. It felt like all of Cruella's personality came from someone else. There was, a, there was a Cruella before Cruella, the Baroness played by Emma Thompson. And well, I mean, the the saying is the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, but that's why I like the, I don't want to say what happened, but I kind of like the twist because it was like, all right, that, that at least excuses her just cribbing her personality from this woman. But then the same breath, it's, it's still like a thing where it's like, uh, so are you crazy? Is it split personality disorder? I don't, like, what is going on with you that you just, now I'm different. I'm a different person now. And then to have these really nice, like, henchmen just go with it, I'm like, she was a different person. It, it made her less endearing when they try to make her this different person that all of a sudden heel turned to be Corella, I would have preferred him. I would have preferred if she was at least more, had more of those qualities 
during her um, Estelle phase. While she was had like the red hair you see in the trailers, and she's not full blown Cruella yet, but they made her too sweet and like too too uh, not compromising, too accommodating to her henchmen who are like her family. But then go to go from that to her just being rude to them and treating them like how Emma Thompson's Baroness character treated everybody. It's just like. Okay, they're family, but you're also a bitch to them now because that's just your personality now. Oh, and they're at first they're, they're against it as you would be naturally, but then they're just like, eh, <laughs> I guess this is how we're gonna roll now. Okay, and I'm just like, what? So what hurt it for me was just the weird characterization choices and a lot of the weird like superhero elements they pulled into it. Even how they they get uh, Jasper and, uh, and Boris get arrested at one point. I'm like, how does how, how do laws work? Like the things she does. And I guess because Hollywood, blockbuster, budget. But like, that's, that's some Batman shit when she did to break them out. I'm like, <laughs> what? Well, it's <laughs> not like she busted the doors of the prison open. <laughs> like She basically did. Literally did. <laughs> and with, again, that's that's some Gotham shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like Cruella plus Gotham. And then, and then the way they try to connect it to the animated movie at the end, I'm just like... I mean, it is like a, a Harley Quinn. I just don't get the connection to this. Because, again, this is supposed to be a prequel. And you know, let's, let's say it's a multiverse prequel where it's not the same story. But now I'm, like, I'm sitting there trying to figure out, like, how would that story even play out now? Because you don't have an issue with the dogs. You seem to like dogs. You have, your, you have two dogs. Like, and then their relationship to the... The Anita is different than how it was in the original, and even Roger. So I'm like, how does this connect now? Like, it, 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 they're gonna have to make a Cruella sequel to to connect to the 101 Dalmatians, and it will just be a lighter version. Like, I, I mean, maybe because even the Malef- the Maleficent sequel didn't connect to Sleeping Beauty. That's a good point because you can't connect because if you connect to Sleeping Beauty, now she's the villain. Because I was gonna say, like Sleeping Beauty was her stepdaughter or whatever in the, in the so other weird. movie. Yeah, yeah. So if you like, played she out, she wasn't a villain. The yeah. world saw her as a villain, but she wasn't actually a villain. Yeah. So if you play out a Sleeping Beauty plot, it just wouldn't make sense anymore. No. And same thing for this. One hundred one Dalmatians. If you played the same way, it just wouldn't make sense with this character. Unless it's like, ah, I wasn't actually joking. <laughs> but yeah, I'll give it a passable. Like. <sighs> I was I was fluctuating between passable and high passable, but there were too many things that made me go, "What, really?" In this movie, and it's just core thing. It's a it's called Cruella, and when your A to B to get to Cruella being Cruella is so weirdly convoluted and kind of nonsensical in some ways, and Batman esque, I'm just like this. This got kind of muddied by Hollywood. I I, I feel. But how did you loved it? So I want to hear what you felt about it. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Cruella's getting a perfect vision from Michael. He's so reckless with that perfect vision. <laughs> Haphazard. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this is my rating, bitch. Yeah, that's very Cruella attitude to have. <laughs> <laughs> but even going to what you said, like your criticism saying, oh, it flips on a dime. And while, yes, I do wish they showed more of it, I don't think it flipped on a dime. Her Cruella isms was always 
always there. Her being Estelle was the mask. Because even when you go back to the beginning where the daughters, they're like, oh, how does this? And she was rude to her mother from the very beginning. The only reason she was Estelle is to appease her mother. Yeah. So then once that was taken away, she's like, I have no reason to be this person. Like Estelle, she was that. Estelle was who I was pretending to be for the sake of my mother. But she was still there for 20 years with... Yeah, in honor of her in honor of her mother's memory. But when she found out that was a lie, she was that before though. But that's what I said. And it was once she found out all of that was a lie, like the sh- that wasn't even my mother. No, no, no. Before she even found out about the the spoilers, by the way. But when she whatever, I'm getting into whatever. It. I'm, so addressing your, I'm addressing yeah, yeah. your criticism. Yeah, that's fine. But spoilers, guys, just from here moving forward. But I will say, if that had been the case, and she had flipped to the corrupt personality after that discovery, it make more sense. But she already starts acting like that before that discovery was even made. Yes, but it was in contra or in conjunction to try to get back at the Baroness. Yeah. Because of that, but then she fully embraces it after she finds that. Because before that, she was she was still going back and forth between the is still trying to honor her her mother. But then once she found out that wasn't that connection wasn't even real, real that's when she fully embraced the Cruella. And fully embracing also means the fake accent you're putting on for that that heist. Now I'm gonna use that accent every day in life forever. That's what was, like it's a split personality. Like that's weird to me. Like that's what's like, the fake? She put on a voice. She, put on a, she, she did not talk like that as Estelle. So she, she put still on, had the English, she still had an English accent. No, but she started talking more like Emma Thompson's character. And I was like, no, this is how I am now. Oh, darling. It's like, wait, where does this come from? Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't think it was a fake voice. Because to me, it sounded the same. It's just, she was just... Her mannerisms were completely different. She was just embellishing certain... But she sound pretty much the same. Well, at first, I thought it was her mirroring Emma Thompson's character for that scene. But then when she is like, I'm crawling now forever. And she just becomes that. I'm like, okay. Is he crazy? Is it a split personality type of thing? Is it a constant act? Because even like Jasper and Horace was like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand this. And that's why I said, like, I wish they showed a little bit more of it. Like, maybe Cruella, like, it'd be better if, like, even when there were moments with her being Estelle, Cruella would slip out. Yes. At certain yeah, moments. If, like said, if, if they made it more clear that was a personality type of thing. So I do agree. I would buy so that. I do agree with that. Like, yeah. they should have showed it more. But also, I do, I do know, like, because I, I saw Jeremy Johns talk about, like, it just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, but it didn't, though. We've seen it in the beginning, like, when she was at school. And the whole conversation was like, remember, or if Cruella comes back, what do you do? Or whatever the mother said yeah, at the, yeah, very, yeah. the yeah. very beginning. So it's like, it was always there. It didn't just come out of nowhere. I think it's because. But I do agree with the crit. But I do agree with the crit. That's why I said I do agree that they should have showed. They should have made it a little bit more obvious. Or ten. I don't know how long the time skip was, but yeah. For her to be that sweet to Jasper and Horace for that long, and then to her family act like that still, it's like I don't understand this. So yeah, they could have made it. They could have. They could have sweetened it a little bit more. What happened? Moment like, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, yeah, they could have did that, but yeah. you know, they didn't. So, but even though they didn't, I still liked what they did. And and the thing, and that's the thing I loved about this movie, like the Emma and Emma, the the, the battle, like the like they were the, in terms of like who's the biggest bad bitch on the planet? Yeah, <laughs> there like can only be one. Like they were great. Like in, in their role, they were like great great actors. And the thing that I liked about this movie a lot is less so the Cruella Deville Disneyfied aspect of it, but mm. this movie basically reminds me of a Devil Wears Prada, and I fucking love the Devil Wears Prada. I've heard that comparison, but I've never seen that movie. Because you're trash. What? <laughs> I don't like fashion. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean <laughs> neither do I, but still. Oh my God. <laughs> like, 
Cruella's character was Anne Hathaway's character, and the Baroness was Miranda Priestly, Meryl Streep. Mm. And they just added the Cruella Disney veneer on top of that. So same plot where like a sweet girl meets a bitch, but then becomes a bitch to combat the bitch? Well, not necessarily in the sense that she becomes a bitch. She just tries to figure out a way to navigate through the bitchisms of... And trying to make it in the fashion world. Got you. Because it's like, oh, you remind me of myself. And she has, you have this thing about you, yada, yada, yada. You're different from other people. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just remind. It's basically just the 70s version of the Devil Wears Prada. Mm. So that's really why I like, because like I said, I, li- I really like the Devil Wears Prada. Okay. And like, also the thing about this movie, like with it being the 70s punk thing like the score for this movie like it slaps you got tina turner playing <laughs> you got fucking the bgs like every time the music so i was like ah, <laughs> i didn't have that reaction but okay yeah. I, definitely, I had that reaction okay. every time a song was i'm like they really got tina turner playing on this shit like oh okay i didn't think they was gonna have <laughs> it's gonna cost all the money and royalties yeah i was like how much money did they pay for this fucking movie like <laughs> but yeah I, I really enjoyed the soundtrack and like I, I do wish that the black girl had a little bit more to do. Like she was just. I mean, there. she was Anita. She was just a prop. But she was Anita. I told you. I don't remember. I fucking. Oh, the, well, Roger and Anita were the the husband know. and wife uh, that got the Dalmatians. I don't know their names. And had the puppies. I mean, I figured that out by the end. I was like, oh, so I guess they're gonna they have to get together or whatever somehow. Because I'm like, they got the pup Perdita and Pongo. They didn't even show Roger and her meet, did they? Did they show them together? No, they didn't show them meet. Yeah. So but, I was I, like, but just based on that, that's how I knew at the end. I was like, so they, I guess they got to meet at some point because they, they got they both got the dog those are the only names i know perdita and pongo so i was like oh yeah whatever yeah but anita who roger who the fuck are they i don't know <laughs> who cares so what who cares wow <laughs> <laughs> the movie is just based on <laughs> no it's based on the dogs <laughs> <laughs> but who are assholes so now it even fucks me up for like so i should be rooting for cruella in that first movie then because <laughs> her dogs were kind of dicks they, yeah, they were, but yeah. that wasn't Perdita and Pongo. They weren't. I think they were. I, I they looked younger. I, I think those were two. Those it was the 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 two dogs that ended up having the hundred one Dalmatians were two of the three dogs that were in this movie. I don't know what the no. Other, I the think third they, one I think those were those looked like puppies. At the end. Oh oh. So maybe those dogs had dogs. so their pup. Okay, so they're they're they're. Uh, yeah, okay. So now it makes more sense. So they gave them puppies, and those puppies grew up to have puppies. Yeah. That makes more sense. Okay. That ruined it for me. I'm like, wait, the the, the, the husband and wife Dalmatians were actually assholes now? I don't like that. But yeah. if you say like, the, so she the, gave their them, grandmother were bitch, were, was a bitch. Yeah, because when, Literally, they, cause when they, 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 they were, those were puppies. Like, she picked them up, and like, that was not full-grown dogs. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. That makes more sense. But um, I don't remember what I was saying now. Uh, you love the music. You loved everything about this movie. Because yes, I did. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what about the beginning? Like the beginning with the what happens to her mom? Is that stupid to you? Or <laughs> I mean, it was stupid. But... <laughs> it was Batman. It was like uh, I remember the alleyway with Joe Chill killed my family. <laughs> But, I mean, I didn't have I didn't have a problem with it. Like okay. you, just, you just didn't like the twist. No, I didn't like the twist. That's the thing. I was just like, but the twist that's the only like, thing about this movie that I was like, but that's the twist, the, I was like, come on, like, is, uh, is this what you're doing? But without the twist, then then it's just she's copying the Baroness, just straight up copying. So it, it kind of helped it a little bit. But no? it's still stupid. I mean, at least at least copy like. 
because at the end of the day, the Baroness is like the top fashion icon or whatever. So if you're trying to make it in this world, you got to kind of copy her in a sense because like... I want to be famous, like her. Her goal and her desire is to be a famous fashion icon. Yeah, like that's what she. But then you find out it's like, oh, you're fashion. You're you're a fashion genius because this is your mother saying, it's fucking stupid. Why does why does everything have to connect? But also, how kind of like how I feel with like, uh, oh, why does Doctor Doom have to get his powers in the same way the fucking Fantastic Four get their powers? Why does Black Panther have to fight another fucking Black Panther? Yeah, what like I don't I hate that in movies. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. It was also the thing, I guess they had to make sense about why she was like, I guess you could have explained it where she became like the top fashionista in the country and that's how she got her, her fortune. But Cruella seemed like she came from money in that first movie. So this is like the way to kind of backdoor her way into being rich and, and being like, you know, wealthy. But by- they could do that where she came up from, that's she came saying. from nothing and she, the fashionista she a, stuff. Yeah, the fashion. Yeah. Like, was she selling? These these outfits she was designing, or just just literally just just flexing on the Baroness every time they no, like she that was, she wasn't selling. Yeah, she wasn't selling anything. She was just just flexing on her. And even that scene where they do the um the weird like overnight rock concert, it takes a long time to set up a stage, it sound does. systems. Yes. no one noticed that being set up while they were like. But, a full but maybe day. they did, but they didn't know who it was. So weird. I was like, how did? How they didn't know it was Cruella. Yeah. I'm like, how rich and or poor are these thieves? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how much money do they have? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, even one now, because some of the fashion, like she literally made it out of trash. So I was going to say, because even with the fashion, some of it, I was like, where'd she get the money for this? <laughs> I mean, there was one thing that she made that I was just like, ill? The, the moth dress? That looked like gold, like gold bedazzled things. Yeah, that was on purpose though. I know, but ill. Also, no one touched it or looked at it. Like these are fucking moth chrysalises. Ill. <laughs> no, I mean, but from the distance, I guess it looked. I mean, it looked pretty. Yeah, it looked pretty. So who would have think? Like, uh, are these eggs? <laughs> ill. No. Where'd you get all the eggs from? Did they even explain that? I don't remember there being a scene I where it was like, I don't know. Going to the moth factory. Or like, they, didn't, they didn't explain where, but remember uh, the guy brought it in and he, like, he had it in like a box. She was like, I think, like, and then she just sewed it on. So, wherever the uh, the fat the fat guy, fat white guy, I don't know his name. Jasper or Horace, I mean? Whatever. I don't know his name. But uh, him. Okay. So, he brought, he so brought Horace. He brought it in for her. I don't know where he got it from, but Horace was like the the like the the background explainer of all the ridiculous bullshit. Because even before the scene where she has that dress that lights on fire like Hunger Games, you see him in the background lighting like a piece of paper on fire. And I guess there's supposed to be the connection that somehow she got the idea of like, oh, okay, flame on this whatever this material is, I make a dress out of it. And it's like, what? <laughs> but and I wonder, I'm like, is that is that a real thing? Like, can dresses actually do that? No. That's a made up fucking uh, uh, cinema shit. But in the 60s, somehow it's possible. And also, who, the, the the gay fashion designer, was he, he wasn't in the original, right? I don't think so. No, but I just said I don't remember. Just an add-on character, I guess. I remember, I was like, is he part of the crew? No, the, I, just, I remember Jasper and Horace. I mean, that's another problem. I'm like, it's, re- it's, it's representation. Oh, you Jordan. didn't like that? It's representation, Jordan. I mean, that's kind of the Disney staple, isn't it? You have a flamboyant gay guy in it. And just it's representation. Yeah, I mean, do you not like it? You're you're upset by that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? You wanted to be less flamboyant, or like what? No, was it has issue? nothing to do with him being flamboyant. Yeah, what was the issue? It's then? just it's stupid. Why is it stupid? Because I don't like it. 
right. mean, he's very fashion forward for the 60s, so. My, Michael, past Michael could say it better than future Michael. Past Michael? Oh, okay. So today, Friday, March 28th, is the release date of the live action version of Cruella. You got to see it last week when the review embargo lifted two days ago. I posted my review on my YouTube channel, so definitely check that out and subscribe if you're not. I'm almost at 4,000 subs, guys. Woo! I really enjoyed the movie overall. I'm not going to go fully into it. If you really want to know my thoughts, again, check out my channel. But the thing that I wanted to talk about is because I was browsing on Twitter and I came across this from somebody's profile. Because apparently Disney and the media are hyping up one of the characters uh, in Okay. Of course. Okay, so you have all this media That's why they do it. No. Yeah. They never even reference him being gay. It's just you have to assume it from the way he acts. Yes. Which is a trend with Disney. Same thing with uh, LeFou or whatever. Yes. So it's like, oh, guys, representation, but like it's the bare fucking minimum. Like, yeah. Who cares? The background <laughs> character doesn't even say he's gay. It's just that you just got to assume it. And he's not even. And then also, it's not even just that. Like, oh, we have to say you're gay. It's like yeah. he wasn't even a character. Like, it's like who cares? No, yeah, he was a side. He was he was a side side character. He was the sidest of the side. Like, yeah. he wasn't even like the, Jasper and Horace. Yeah, he wasn't like their those side characters. No, they were actual side characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, that's fair. But perfect vision is that what you're saying? Is that the rating for this? Yes. Wow. <laughs> all right. I mean, do you want to? Is there anything you want to? Break this. I mean, you loved it, so you must have things you want to gush about, right? Like, no, I already did. What? Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't really have things that are like, oh my god. I just I said it was thing. like it was the Devil Wears Prada, but I and I like the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, like the fashion and the hijinks and. I mean, I was just like, fashion can do anything. Fashion can make you Batman. <laughs> the, the fact that her mom got killed by the Dalmatians. I'm just like. Okay, I that's get why it. she hates Dalmatians, <laughs> even though she doesn't. Because yeah, she, she doesn't. Bought, she yeah. she bought. The, I mean, they, they became her dogs, and yeah, she they became like, her dogs. Yeah, and she's able to control them. Like sit, you know what I mean? Like so, what was the? Why did she end up? You know, I did like that moment where they were running after her, and she was like, "Sit the fuck down." You know, <laughs> I, I, I like that moment too. But it's just like again, how does it connect to Hundred One Dalmatians? Where it's it like, I couldn't see this person wanting to kill puppies. It doesn't. It's the same with Wicked. Uh, Wick. Wick. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, I'm like, this doesn't connect to Wizard of Oz. Like, even though they make it, they do a tangential like, right? Like, they do kind of reference Wizard of Oz. Mm. They say Dorothy sees her as a villain, but she's not really. Mm. So, so the Wizard of Oz is supposed to be from Dorothy's perspective, but that's not actually what happened. So they could probably, I don't, I don't know how they would make that work for for 101 down. Made like this is, oh, this is from their perspective that she they make. She wants to skin the puppies, but she really just wants to feed them and put them in a home. (laughs) You're bad puppy parents. You know, I gave you these puppies. Like I don't know how, I don't know how they would work that in somehow because they kind of did that with Maleficent. Was like, no, she still ended up falling asleep. Yeah. It's just she did that on like she did it on purpose yeah. with this pe- with the spell, but then after she did it, she regretted it, and yada yada yada. And then they changed it where it wasn't Prince Charming that woke her up; it was actually the love from Maleficent. Maleficent. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if they would try to do the same thing. Like, oh, no, she doesn't actually want to kill the puppy. She's just a strong animal rights activist or whatever. Maybe they were abusing her. That's what it feels. It felt like there's so many moments where it's like they, they, she says something villainous and then she would dial it back by just saying, like, oh, I'm just joking or something like that. Like, I'm kidding. I'm like, just embrace your villainy. And I don't know. The, the fact that the, that heel turn happened, I get what you're saying. Like, it was always kind of there. But the movie didn't, to me, the movie didn't do a good enough job of showing me that throughout her actions, like leading up to that moment. So when she goes from just playing the Cruella role and putting on a voice and changing her mannerisms for that role to, no, this is who I am now. And I'm never going to, don't ever question it again. Like, wait, what? Like, I don't, are you either you're always faking it. Actually, no. I'm or thinking about it. you're I'm crazy. Thinking, <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it more. I'll give it a high more than passable. Oh, oh. Because you, you, you hear Cause our, that twist. the email in the mind? <laughs> no, no. Because oh. I'm thinking, because I'm, th- I'm like, I'm going back to my, no, I, I have more of a problem with that twist than I thought I did. Okay. Yeah. Because that was the thing that it's like. too convenient? It just took me out of the movie. Like, I mean, the fact that you had a child. It was also a weird thing. The Quilla had black and white hair split down the middle. Like, I always thought as a kid that was a wig or dye. What? what no, that, that was her. That was her hair. Because I'm, like, I'm even thinking about. Because I'm even thinking about my review on YouTube, and I'm like, I didn't give it a perfect. I don't. I, granted, I don't use perfect vision on my own channel, but I'm like, I didn't give it a perfect on my own channel. So I'm like, why am I saying perfect here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why are you? Because <laughs> because you put it in my head. Where you're just like, oh, it's perfect vision. And I want to be defiant. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, I didn't even give it a perfect on my own you channel. Said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even think like a personal offense to Cruella. I'm not trying to. <laughs> yeah, no, you fucking made me defiant. <laughs> I'm <Dare>. Cruella. <laughs> yeah, we're to defy. But like, yeah, that, I didn't like that twist. I'm like. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was it for me because of I was already like the, the way she's acting makes no sense. So I felt like that twist was trying to explain that more. Like, oh, okay, this is who she is naturally. So it's not like you said, it's the the again, like Batman, the mask is the real me. It's not Bruce Wayne is the mask, Batman's the real me, Corella's the real me, Estella's the mask. Like it's the same shit. She is Batman. No, she's Harley Quinn. No, I, I mean, I guess. I didn't say anything, but I'm just like, somebody just really want to make a Batman movie. Even like the, the parachute thing. Fashion can do anything. Hidden parachute powers. <laughs> I'm like, what? And then when she landed, this is a nitpick, but when she landed in the water, I'm like, that is so CG. It looks so clear. I mean, but everything, uh, the dogs were CG. <laughs> they were yeah. obviously CG. Yes, yes, yes. Some of them look real, though. And even certain... No, because I'm not. Nah, never mind. Wrong what? movie. Because I was like, even the movie, even the scene where they were on the cliff. And I was like, no, that's The Conjuring. I was like, I could see the green screen. Oh, wow. <laughs> all the movies are running together. They're all the running brain. together. Yeah. Well, I guess if you have nothing else to add, even though you love the movie so much, we can move on. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we, 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 have, we go through this problem all the time, though. It's like when you love it or when you really like it. You have less to say. You have less to say. Yeah. <laughs> I can nitpick more, remember, but I feel bad. <laughs> even our first commentary, like we were like, "Yeah, we like this movie." Like, right, but I was like, "I don't got nothing to say." I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think. Was there anything else? Mark Strong, I liked, even though he wasn't in it that much. No, we're to have just like an important, like a prolific actor, barely in it. It's just like a side character. He was more of a side character than the gay guy. <laughs> Yeah, but he was just there to explain the twist. <laughs> I would say, but at least he had more involvement in the story. I feel like, yeah, 
And again, I'm like, is he a character in the show or in the, in the other movie? No. I don't remember. I don't think so. Did he have, she have a butler? Maybe she had a butler and that was him? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. It, it, this movie, oh, I'll say this. Cruella made me want to rewatch 101 Dalmatians just to be like, was this how it was? I don't think this is how it was. But also, like, 101 Dalmatians came out, what, like the 30s? Oh, yeah. That's an old, old It's an old, old Disney movie. And I feel yeah. like... Back then, they were more willing to be dark with their villain. Like, oh yeah, kids like, Sleeping, Be- like Sleeping Beauty and shit. Like that shit is dark. Yes, but nowadays they they don't they're not gonna do that. No, I mean come on, it was a it was a kids movie about skinning puppies, bro. Oh, there's <laughs> <laughs> all these adults like this is appropriate for kids, right? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> which, which 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 funny enough, I'm thinking about the, this is the goals of the like. Uh, Oh, everything's political. I mean, everything is political, but like people get on my nerves. Because <laughs> well, I was thinking about because on my on my YouTube channel, I said that this movie makes me really want to see. Uh, uh, and so does Emma. 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 I was about to say Emma Watson. Emma Stone said the same thing. She was. Lo- she would love to see a, a Ursula mm. prequel, prequel movie. And I said the same thing because I have a shirt that has Cruella. Uh, Maleficent, Ursula, and the Queen of Hearts. And I wore that for the review because I'm like, this is appropriate. And I was like, we already got Maleficent. Now we got Cruella. I don't really care about the Queen of Hearts, but I'm like, I would love to see her Ursula. We kind of got that too. Remember the... Well, my brain is but it was about today. it was about Alice though I know but she still she had an origin movie in the second movie. I didn't see the second one. Oh, okay yeah she had an origin it was stupid but yes <laughs> but I was like yeah I would totally like to see an uh a Ursula Ursula prequel movie and I got a comment on my channel basically saying like oh I can't believe you like this movie about a puppy murderer or whatever and you want to see a movie about Ursula who's a soul sucker like why do you want to see these uh evil women or something like that and I was yeah. like what? <laughs> but see, something like that is why they kept dialing back her villainy. Let, let me see if I can find a comment. Let, I'm re-mentioning this. Let me, let me read it verbatim. Doesn't want the black representation of a, a black woman being Ursula. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah why like, do you want a black woman to be or whatever? I yeah, was like, I want a black actress to have a role, yes. <laughs> is that is that crazy? I don't understand. I was like, what? Would you, would <laughs> like, you rather be a white woman? Like, um... I remember for Little Mermaid wasn't isn't the casting uh, for that. Here What's your face? And, and this is a black guy that said it too. The amount of people who enjoy watching puppy murder is shocking to me. Oh, Why would you want to see Ursula? She's a soul stealing monster. So you want to see a fat black woman who steals souls? That's not a good look for anyone. Why not ask for new original movies? I'm like, it would be a new original movie. It'd be a prequel about Ursula. That's new and original. <laughs> and it'd be a role going to a black woman. Yeah. I'm an iconic Disney character. Like, I fucking hate people. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry, my girlfriend hit me up saying she had to buy a $500 ticket. Long story. She's trying to go on vacation to Peru. But yeah, that, that whole situation, I, I don't understand that. You're so woke, but yet you're not woke enough to just be like, well, if I if it's not a black woman, it would just be a white woman, right? <laughs> like that's what Hollywood's gonna like, do. Oh, people who like watching a, watching a puppy murder. I'm like, well, f- hey, she didn't murder any puppies in this movie. No, so you didn't see the movie. No, <laughs> but then B, like, it's a movie. Like, it's not like it's fucking Michael Vick. <laughs> now imagine if she did kill puppies in that movie. That, that, that's why people like the, the Twitter generation could not handle that shit. But I'm like, that's who she is. That's her character, man. Let her be her character. Be feeling this. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck it. Right, whatever. Anyway. Um, before we get into news of the week, we still that have just, that. Just goes to show, like the people that, like you think about, like the Amy Cooper and Christian Cooper situation. It's, granted, he was black, but more mostly like white. They they noticed what they did to the dog, 
in yeah. the video before they noticed that she was using her whiteness against to 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 basically terrorize a black man. Yeah, set a black man up for potential to being killed by the police. Um, some danger. First thing they notice is the dog. So yeah, it's like yeah, fucking. People are trash. Yeah. But let's talk about something that's not trash. My Hero Academia this week. What was it? To Isn't those it inherited. No, what? <laughs> what was the title? Uh, it was that, that which is inherited. Uh, and this was the continuation of Class A versus Class B tournament. Um, and we finally get to see Deku in action after he's been having problems with his quirk. Is taking a picture? Yes. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Um, how did you feel about this episode? Because now we got to see. We kind of predicted it. Like, oh, my quirk's been acting weird. And of course, when you're the first battle situation, oh, wait, I'm also <laughs> the Flash. When you're first battle situation, of course, it's going to go haywire. And of course, you got the, the, the checkoff gun effect of, well, the last time <laughs> we're getting married. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the last time you had a battle with this guy that can, Shinso, that can uh, manipulate your mind, uh, you got a glimpse into one for all. So we all assume going into this that the same thing would happen again, and it kind of did. Not in the exact way I thought, though. I like the fact that it wasn't a thing where uh, the mind control triggered the one for all ability. It's kind of the other way around. His abilities were going crazy, and why willingly being mind controlled, it was able to settle him down by going into his own mind. I thought that was an interesting twist on why I thought it was going to happen anyway. Yeah, because we talked about it, like, oh, they're going to fight. He's going to get mind controlled again. That's what's going to cause him to go back into the. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of happened, but. Yeah, but it just flipped. Yeah. The order of events flipped. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it started happening, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, to go from he's shooting those, like, little finger snap things to, like, he, in his mind, he wants to capture the copycat ability guy. Ariyama is his name. So, he starts shooting out these like crazy energy tendrils that are like so big and massive but they're like they're they're, they're wrecking the entire battlefield like they're they're the the groups are completely separated he became wanda <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> destroying shit but my thing is i'm like so now that goes to spider-man because that ability is basically webbing yeah pretty much it's energy webbing so i'm yeah. like so just straight up now you're spider-man <laughs> yeah but that was interesting that now we get to finally um, the things we've been theorizing about is basically just put on front street. Now we know that yes, one for all cultivates the quirks of every person that's had it before and makes them stronger. Yes, because even he said this quirk is much stronger now. Yes, because it's had time to live in one for all. Yeah. So rather than it looked like when he did it in his hand, it it would have been more like webbing length. Yeah. But with Deku, because he's got all this one for all power up happening, it's massive. Like literally, like I was saying, it was just decimating the entire area. Um, 
Yeah, because he said it's stronger than when I had it. Yeah. So I'm like, it's still confused because I'm like, why not? Now is not the time because whatever. Because I'm like, All Might never had this shit. Oh, but now that makes more sense now because I like the fact they did the flashback with Nana talking to uh, Jet Set Radio. What's his name? Gran Torino. Gran Torino. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, phone call. Spam. Oh, spam. Um, and being like, yeah, I got. I had a vision uh, uh, of the one for all like remnants, and they said now's not the time, and it's like, oh, now it makes sense when De- when he spoke to Deku and said the uh, what's it called the what's the theory again the fuck what's it called the pinnacle point that's not it the remember the the zero sum theory that's not that's not it either no the theory that the quarks get more and more powerful. What's it called? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. Like, remember how the there was a theory that the quirks become more and more powerful with each generation, and they to- show well, that's, not a theory. that's not a theory. That's what they said. Oh, but it's called something theory. Oh, singularity. The singularity point. Yeah, the singularity point theory. That's it. Um, so when she, he spoke to Deku, he was like, "Oh, we've finally reached the singularity." So I think the reason why it's not—I don't think it's Deku himself. Like, it's not main character power. He's just so special that he's the only one able nah, to access. That's, that's, that's what it is. I mean, that's really what it is. Because <laughs> he's the protagonist. Yeah, that's, that's the writing reason for why. But within universe, it's more just that because the power has been passed down enough times that in Deku, it's finally manifested to the point where he can access the other abilities. And it was even starting with with All Might. That's why for the first time, a one for all holder has been powerful enough to defeat all for one. It shows you that it's gotten powerful enough now that it's even kind of surpassed the the progenitor of the power. And now we get to see firsthand that now Deku's able, we kind of got hints of it with the overhaul fight. We're like, he's doing shit that we've never seen All Might do. And like, I don't know if maybe there it was just, he was just accessing the, the, the highest point of the super speed and super strength. But maybe even that was partly another person's quirk that we'll learn about later. Like, it looked like he was flying in that fight. Like, he wasn't just, like, jumping. He was, like, air dashing. So I was like, is that an All Might ability? Or like- he was jumping off of stuff, though. <laughs> was he? Yeah, because he was in the air, like, like dodging and like and then punching one for uh, overhaul. He was also falling while doing falling that. with style. Yeah, maybe he was falling with style. <laughs> but he was dodging in the air, like he wasn't bouncing off anything in the air. He was dodging in the air. I mean, I don't know. But at the time, I just assumed that was a super strength. But maybe, maybe it is, or maybe it's not. Maybe he's gonna learn that he has air dashing ability from somebody. Who knows? Um. But I, I'm just like, wow. Jack I remember looking. Like, I remember looking up the quirks that he get, he gets access to, but I don't even remember anymore. Oh, okay. So you don't remember potential spoilers? Yeah. Okay. But then I'm like, man, Deku was over. But I know even to this point in the manga, they still haven't revealed like the two. The other two. The last two that are yeah, like, the last two that are. Yeah. Which I'm like, the more they show it, I'm like, it does look, it does kind of look like Bakugo. That's just like, that's unfair. And I don't, I won't like that. Same thing with like, I talk about Rakula. Like, why does everything have to connect like that? I don't like that. Because then it's, but it's also like, uh, Deku's too overpowered. Like, he was already, even with just super strength of speed, that was enough. Like, when we see how strong he is with overhaul, I'm like, yeah. He's gonna be a problem. It doesn't matter like Bakugo's got skill or whatever and natural talent. Like no, when he's hundred percent, you you can't fuck with like prime Deku. But now it's like, and now I have super speed and strength, and now I've got webbing ability. And then I'm and gonna like, get another ability yeah, down the line. Like six more, he says. So I'm like, but you have to have a yin and yang for all for one. Like all for one has so many different quirks. Now you need to have somebody else. 
<laughs> yeah, but also All Might beat him without. <laughs> the other, all but other. barely though. Like look, yeah, look, look true, barely. It, yeah. And now you're right. Look and at if, the toll that it took on All Might. And if Sugar and Rocky, one is still fucking. Granted, he's on that breathing apparatus. But he already like, had that. But yeah. he's well, no, All Might gave him that. He wasn't like that before. Oh no, no, no! I mean, he didn't get that from the last fight, though. That was no, he didn't the, get that from the last fight. But even still, like he's still pretty much virtually fine. fine. Yeah. And like, then, even in this episode, they show like he's listening on in their conversations, and I have a feeling like if he really wanted to, he could get out. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of part of the plan. To make he's probably Shigaraki. just waiting to. He's probably just waiting to heal. I think heal, or I thought maybe letting Shigaraki come into his own. Yeah, that too. Yeah, because that's Cause, another thing. I, I think he's gonna pass his abilities to Shigaraki. Yeah. And, but that's so weird to me. Do you think he's like, he doesn't seem like a selfless enough character to be like an All Might and want to just pass his abilities? Do you think it's a thing where maybe his consciousness would be transferred to to Shigaraki? Because I mean, it could be a Palpatine thing. Yeah. Because otherwise, know. I don't feel like I don't feel like this guy's like I just want a a, a, a successor. No, you want to rule the world forever. Like, or maybe there's a limit to how much like he knows he's dying or something. Oh, maybe that's a good point. I mean, he he's got no face. Like, <laughs> so maybe he is dying. <laughs> yeah, if, if he gives ability to Shigaraki, that's also OP as fuck. Like I said before, with the ability, ah, truck outside, <laughs> but the ability to touch shit and disintegrate it, coupled mm-hmm. with all the other powers, that's a problem. So maybe Deku will need those other abilities just to counter that shit. I'm like, man, Bakugo just like showed how dope he is, and then immediately afterwards is like, yeah, but I can do what you do and like ten other things. So <laughs> he went from no quirks to all the to quirks. all the quirks. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> But I love this episode. And the thing that caught me off guard with this episode is even though we did talk about the fact that Deku was going to get access to other quirks, I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. I thought this was like something that was like later on down the line. Yes. That was going to happen. Not like, boom, here we are. He hasn't even mastered the first abilities. No, he hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. He's still barely hitting 20% without fucking up. Like, (laughs) Yeah. He he only just hit 20%. Yeah. Like, so that's still 80 more percent to go. Yeah. He's still trying to navigate through. So like now to add this shit on top of that, yeah. Like, and I also like the fact that it just goes to show like how dangerous he actually is. Like when all this shit was happening, like and the teachers were freaking out. Like they're like, no, stop the match. Yeah. And then you saw everything like they're like, what? And you saw how massive yeah. all those tentacle shits were. Yeah. You're just like, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> and that's one ability that he couldn't control. Now imagine if he can control it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of unfair. <laughs> and it seemed like everybody's spider sense was going on because, like, even his arm, it went back to the, like, season one type where his arm was starting to look like it was damaging. It's, no, uh, that's his scars. Like, his arm was red. It's, those are the scars. Oh, those are the scars because his, it looked like it was like... Inf- yeah, when you see him out the fucking, his shirts now, he he still has the, the muscular scars where it's like his whole arm, that's just a scar now. It's not, I yeah. thought before it was healing, his whole arm just fucked up like that just forever. I'm like, damn. Well, I like that. Consequences. Yeah, I like that too, but it's just, it's, damn. You don't really see that in anime. No. So it's like, it's kind of jarring. It's like, shit, okay. But no, I thought I thought it was because he was like trying to hold back this power. Nah, his arms just fucked up. <laughs> but, but but I like- It's like but, raw. <laughs> well, never mind. Oh my God. <laughs> He's a child. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about him. I was, I, was, I was like, well, we like it raw. Oh my God. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I liked. I just liked seeing the 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 that whole level of threat mm-hmm. where and and, and and the reaction from everybody because even Bakugo, like everybody was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, and I, I kind of I kind of makes me wonder what's going on through Bakugo's head now because he's like, "What the this guy has another quirk? Like what the fuck?" Well, not even Bakugo. What about everybody else? Everybody's just like. 
Because people don't have multiple quirks, right? No, but there was like, what is this? Does anyone have multiple quirks? Nobody does. Everybody just has one quirk. So it's like, uh, what's your quirk, Deku? Because you're super fast, super strong, and now you can shoot tentacle things. Uh, what is your ability? Because like, you know, like, they'll say what people's quirks are. Like, yeah. oh, I'm hot, hot, cold, or I, and I, I'm yeah, I, do, I do wonder how that's gonna work because other people are gonna be like, what is he, your quirk? Because people are like, oh, does he have a new ability? It's like, no, like. Or not a new ability, but like another use of his power. It's like, no, this is a whole new power. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, how do you explain that? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I guess, uh that, that's why I'm like, are they going to talk about it next week? Or this is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work on getting that under control. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> Just like the overall fight. It was like, how did they beat that, that God tier villain? Oh, Deku did. How? Are we going to talk about it again? Nah. <laughs> it's like, wait. <laughs> Because all the teachers were there, so it's like they had to explain how the the villain, the the super villain, was defeated. Deku did it. Yeah, because only only a small, did, only a small handful know that he passed on one, one for, for all. all. Yeah, but even that, like, yeah, they don't even know about like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. They're probably. I don't know. They, they might not address it. They were having a DBZ sky battle, and they just never talked about it again. <laughs> yeah, like, they might. Oh. They might not address it. Yeah, like Deku. Um. Yeah, we need to. Did you? How do you feel about Achako um, pulling a classic girl in anime by "Let me hug the the crazy out of you, Deku. It's gonna be okay." I mean, it's just such a trope. Like, I'm like, all right, they're teasing. They're the, they're probably gonna get together, even though him and Bakugo should get together. But <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a problem with that. I like that because she's like, like the whole thing is like, who protects the heroes? Mm-hmm. I like the little flashback sequence. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like I like that I like the whole thing and then just to like to Mid- Midoriya fight me ah yeah that, that was a good moment I yeah, like that even I was like that's all it took for you to just say Midoriya speak to me I'm yeah. trying to get you under control yeah, like, like it was like what do I say to him how do I get him to you know the anime was that a callback like they said that before or something I feel like maybe he said that before and he had the same response like yeah I don't think so oh. See, a callback would make sense, but if it wasn't a callback, then yeah, you're right. Like, if it was, I don't remember. Just like, Midori, I'm trying to get you under control. Speak yeah. to me. Uh, yeah, I'm talking. I don't know. Like, just yeah. like, I don't know what to say to him. Just, what, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, but, uh, I, I liked it. I was just like, that's stupid. Yeah. I, I want to see Ochaku have more agency, though, because they, they keep hinting that she's got skill it's like even that moment where after he steps out of it and i like that classes b gave them no time it was like because i was like oh i guess maybe the fight's over like we're gonna cancel this match and we're gonna like i was like no nah, no nah, we yeah. want to win <laughs> they immediately attacked there was like no hesitation i'm like shit okay yeah. all right class b i like that too yeah but then Ochako did like the um gun uh, ahead the martial arts, martial arts. Like, yeah like i like that because i'm like I want that to be expanded on because I feel like she's got the ability. Like, you know, how we, we always talk about how their abilities are interesting because they always find ways to use them in new, interesting ways. In ways you wouldn't even think. Yeah. I feel like with her, if she can control how she makes herself levitate, she can be like a DBZ character. She can be flying around, punching, kicking, martial arts. Which is also a very Avatar The Last Airbender thing, what they did with like bending and how blood bending, water bending could go to blood bending. Water bending could also take water. You could take water out the atmosphere. And, and mm. or water from plants because yeah. everything has water in it lightning or, from fire yeah lightning from fire metal and earth like I, I, I like that yeah lava lava bending mm. true true 
So I was, which I never agreed with that. I never agreed that that was just the earth building technique. I'm like, I should have been. It should be both. It should have been Avatar only. It should have been that's, fire yeah. and, and earth combined. That's that, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Nitpicks. <laughs> but yeah, I also love this episode. Um, I perfect vision. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and we, I mean, we predicted it. It's not going to be one episode. It has to be at least two. I feel like it has to be more. <laughs> If it's more, then you're right. I said two, but you said like three. Yeah, I said like three. Yeah, it's possible that it could be three. Especially since the, the, the fight barely started. It was only- Yeah, the fight didn't even start. Yeah, it was just Deku chasing out. And I mean, that, I was like, I, I, I get he can take abilities, the Ayama guy, but he, he took like psychic ability. How was he doing all those like leaps, like the dodge Deku's attacks? I'm like, he's but, an acrobat? Like, <laughs> well, they make- they make all of them stronger than seeing like a normal human being, even though like strength yeah. isn't their quirk. It's a good point. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, Nightwing. Like, even think about like <laughs> even think about somebody like Bakugo. He's take All Might was not holding back, and All Might punching the shit out of them. They should be dead. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> <They're> not. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, like, even when like, he crashed into Bakugo's back, like you fucking like it should be Batman situation. <laughs> like your whole shit should have been cracked. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> and he wasn't. Yeah, that's a good point. I just was like, wait, how the fuck are you keeping? Like, I thought for sure once it was like, oh, him and Deku are gonna fight. Deku's gonna mop the floor with this guy, but he's like, he's like flipping around and shit. I'm like, catch him, Deku, catch him. <laughs> you are like like lightning fast. You can't catch this dude. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so up in the news of the week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony. No, no. Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga, Jordan. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. I don't want any. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. I don't know. I didn't get anything together. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, uh, I mean, the unworthy trailer. We can start there if you want. Yeah, let's start there. Okay. Yep. Episode four trailer for unworthy dropped. Sorry, I couldn't save you, but I swear I will avenge you. You know, you never told us about your team. <laughs> you said I remind you of your mentor. What did you mean by that? started with a mission. happy with how it's doing i'm happy with um that people are loving it like i said before we put in so much work so much time let's give all the spoilers right here (laughs) 
every spoiler for, yeah, every for, spoiler, the, for yeah. the episode? Yeah, for the episode. Uh, well, main spoiler is we're not going to release the episode for at least a month. Like I said, my girlfriend's away for two weeks and she's the VFX artist. And that's the bulk of the work. Um, to give you an idea of how much more VFX there are in this episode versus previous episodes, the episode two trailer had four VFX shots. The episode four trailer had 40. Like, there was a lot. And there's about 150, 160 total for the episode. And she's done about 50, 60. And they're not all the same. Like, some things take more time than others. Like, big environmental stuff or, like, big energy, complicated attacks that takes more time. Then, like, you hit somebody and a sport comes off of them. That, takes, that's, that doesn't take as much time. But that being said, it's still going to be at least a month for the episode drops. Um, but I just want to get something out there. Like, I, I was worried that dropping the trailer too soon uh when the, the episode wasn't right around the corner would have, you know, hurt the hype. But I figure people have been waiting for over a year now and they've been like, every day I get messages about like, when's episode four coming out? When's episode four coming out? Are you still doing Unworthy? Is episode four coming out? Like, Crystal. Yeah, I like that some of the, com- I like that some of the comments were like, oh, I forgot about this. It's been over a year. Or yeah. Whatever. Well, y'all forget it was a pandemic. Like, they don't even take that into account. It's like, you better fucking release more shit. I was like, real productions couldn't do their shit. You think we're going to be able to film through a pandemic? No. <laughs> I guess you could have released Like, hey, guys, episode four is still cut. Co- like, because I looked at the last video you posted. It was a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah. We didn't have any new content. Like, I was going to release, like... Um, you did. Y'all were filming. You could have been, like, behind it. Hey, guys, we're still shooting. Oh, like, for releasing on YouTube? Yeah. I post that stuff on Instagram. I try and keep that social media stuff... Like just there, like the behind the scenes stuff. And now it's going on Patreon, but um, yeah, you're right. We probably could have done some kind of update, or even uh, my regret is that we did when we first started filming again. We tried to film four and five at the same time, and it was too much to do at once. Um, you know, you learn as you go. Filmmaking, indie filmmaking mistakes. Um, but I should have started with something small and do like a one day shoot just to release something before we start filming the actual episode. But even the episode itself got away from me. I thought I thought episode four was gonna be a side episode at one point, like a, like a shorter, like maybe five, 10 minute episode. But somewhere along the line, the writing process and the planning process and you know the, the action choreography, it just started getting longer and longer and longer to the point where now it's gonna be our longest episode. It's episode gonna, four is two and a half hours. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's a movie, man, that's a feature length film. No, it's gonna be like, uh, it's gonna be about half hour not including credits and uh, extra stuff. So they're going to be seven minutes of credits like WandaVision? No. <laughs> I try to keep credits short because nobody really wants to sit through credits, especially for fan films. Um, but I do try and put like everybody's credits in the caption and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you saw it. Like, how did you feel about it? Remember how, I, I, actually, like, I want Congratulations your- on the marriage. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my girlfriend's going to love that, Michael. Thank you. I only posted it on the Blur Vision chat. I didn't post it on my story. Oh, okay. She doesn't follow me anyway, so like... Oh, she'll find it. <laughs> she's, she's the Batman. Um, I want to get your thoughts on it because, you know, I've been hyping it up. I, I, I said before that I don't like exaggerating my own work, and I, but I did say that I felt like this is our best trailer and I felt like of all the things we put out so far, this looked to me like something that could actually released on something like CW. Yeah, like, I was going to say it felt very CW, yeah. but in a good way. Yeah, because uh, it's yeah. funny because I, I base our stuff off of CW, but now it's become like a kind of, like, that's a negative. When you say something that looks like a CW, it's like, oh, it looks bad. Yeah. But, but you know, for an independent for independent, film, Yeah, independent with no budget, yeah. uh, really. Like no budget at all. It's all out of pocket. Like it looked, it looked good. Like even the even the effects. Like it looked, it looked. And granted, I, 
I don't know that much about because I stopped watching after Turbo and the shit that you're doing is like beyond Turbo. So I'm like, <laughs> even certain references like the guy, the Power Rangers, like, oh, I'm gonna avenge you. I'm like, who the fuck is that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's in our series. <laughs> you gotta watch the whole I know series. that, but isn't he like Time Force Ranger He's or like ti- something like yeah, that? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't know. I knew who he was from episode three. Oh, I see. I'm, in terms of like the who, season. who he is, yeah. I'm like, who the fuck? I don't know what that who is he? <laughs> <laughs> or even the other rangers that shot. I'm like, who are these rangers? I don't know. Uh, but it still looks interesting. Yeah. And I just need, I just want some more death. Oh, there's more death. We need, I need to see some kids dying. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take it. Well, well, no, there's, it's funny you say that. I want to see some babies dying. <laughs> okay, that's too much. <laughs> but the fact that you say that, I was like, I've been plotting out something for episode seven that is kind of in that vein. I'm not going to say anything else, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, but maybe it's your influence of like, Michael wants to see kids die. I'm going to make that happen for him. <laughs> I want to see baby death. Oh my God, too young. I, I'm not going to go that young. <laughs> but for those listening, I mean, you guys kind of get like the behind the scenes of stuff. Uh, there's a, you said Turbo, especially. There was a Kid Ranger at one point. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. But like, hold up. What? I'm going through, well, like, wait. I'm going through the trailer right now. What, you like something stood out or something? Or shut like, the fuck up. Oh, I'm sorry, Jan. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, shout out to our, our Like, who music. the fuck is this? Oh, okay. So that's, um, it's an original costume, but that's supposed to be Vengex, and he's from Power Rangers RPM. Who the fuck is Vengex? He's like the Lord Zed of Power Rangers RPM season. And he actually showed back up um, in the late, one of the latest seasons of Power Rangers called Beast Morphers. Um, he's like a, he's think Skynet. He's just he's just a Terminator Skynet type of thing, where he's got a different body every time he shows up because he's like he's like Ultron, where he keeps making new bodies. So in our series, um, it's it's dovetailing off of his reappearance in Beast Morphers, and he just comes back again. And now he's got a Beast Morphers morpher, uh, and you see at the end there he he morphs. And that's, that's a no-no in Power Rangers lore. Only humans are supposed to be able to morph in Power Rangers, access the power of the morphing grid. So for, and we'll explain it in the actual episode, but um, basically so, every so time- that's the only So that's the only thing that, with w- regards to the trailer, because I'm like, I know this is a lot of Power Rangers things, but because I'm, I stopped after Turbo, I'm like, it looks cool. I, yeah. I, I like it, I'm excited, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't have to know what's happening. All you have to do is be intrigued. And the fact that you're intrigued is a good sign. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy people are liking it. Um, how do you feel about the music? Because I'm like, I know it's a lot of like callbacks because you know, it's the whole point of like destroying the morphing grid. So it's a lot of Power Rangers. But I'm like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? What is this? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of uh, little Easter eggs for Power Rangers fans. Even the the Machine Empire that, that's in the trailer, like the, the special effects of things falling out the sky and stuff like that, that's from Zeo. So it's a lot of, I'm cribbing from a lot of different seasons just trying to make like, you know, a love letter to Power Rangers. Um... And how do you feel about the music? Because like that, the guys who made the music, uh, shout out to it's Mark uh, Mark Cooper and uh, Ray Cesare. I hope that's how I pronounce it. They did a sick job making the music for the trailer. Because like I I had made a song, or like I made I, I edited the trailer to a song, but then the song hit me for copyright infringement even though like i had a whole thing where they wouldn't give me the license to pay for it to get the rights to use the song so like it was like last minute like fuck if i release it with this song i can't monetize it and then which is like at the end of the day i would have taken that hit because for me it's not about the money it's just it's literally just about the art (laughs) as pretentious as my sound um but they came through and like yo you sound like you sound like uh, star wars theory (laughs) what the money 
It's not about the money. I mean, look, I need the money. It was very expensive. Uh, just, just the location like, of episode four. I'm like, it, it's, it's always about the money. <laughs> like, he, I mean, he chose not to buy a house so he could do another episode. I'm like, it's about money. <laughs> He chose not to buy a house? He chose not to buy a house. I know. To put it towards the Star Wars I can't that, even, that he makes no money off of. I can't even fathom having that much money to put towards Unworthy. Like, look, the location, behind the scenes, location for episode four costs a total of $10,000. Just from, like, every day we shoot there, it's about $1,000. Even though I'm like, you weren't in this trailer. I'm like, it's kind of racist. There's no black people. The Gold Ranger's black. You don't see her face in the trailer, but she, she is a black woman. Traces. But that's what I mean. You say that, but it's so funny because everybody like I don't put myself in these things enough. Like I don't, I don't put myself on Front Street enough. So everybody doesn't even know that I'm the director, writer, editor, costume designer. Like I do so many you're, producer. You're Tyler Perry, kinda. <laughs> but I don't like. I don't know, it's a me thing. I don't like putting myself out there like that. Cause I wanted to be more about the team and like you know all the contributions they made to make this happen. Because I'm just ultimately I'm still just one piece of this bigger puzzle. But the fact that people don't know that I'm the one behind it is funny to me. I'm like, damn, guys. Like, <laughs> well, you literally just said I don't put myself. Yeah, I gotta. And then you're like, oh no, you don't guys don't know. Yeah, like oh, you can't read the credits. <laughs> but then you just said nobody reads the credits. Yeah, I know. I have to. Did you read the credits for Cruella? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's a confidence. I feel thing. like the credits are mostly for people that are in the mood. Like, oh, that's my name. Yeah, you're right. I'm, it's, I guess it's a confidence thing, but. Like I said, I spent about 10 grand just in the location alone for this place, uh, for episode four. And that's not including costume. Imagine if you put that 10 grand in Dogecoin. Right? <laughs> we fucking balling right now. Well, it depends on where you took it out. Oh, yeah. I guess that too. But Because um, I lost $500. <laughs> oh, damn. Not doggy coin. But, um, but well, technically I didn't lose. You, lo- you only lose it if you sell. Mm. I didn't sell, but right now seemingly going back up. So it's not five hundred now. Now it's at four fifty. Okay, still gambling. Still gambling. Yeah, still gambling. <laughs> still riding that gamble. <laughs> if, it, if it goes up, yeah. <laughs> because I bought it. I bought. I bought it in late. Like I bought it in like when it was like because I thought it was gonna go to a dollar. Yeah. So I bought it in when it was like at fifty cents. Yeah. And then it tanked to like thirty cents again. Oh shit. And now it's at like forty. I gotta get on that. I'm not not an investor. I'm not an adult. <laughs> But um, I but mean, yeah, something I just started doing. But I mean, speaking of investing, though, like I say all this to say, like I, you know, the, like I said, ten grand for the locations. It's not including costumes. It's not, not including travel expenses for our crew and cast. It's not including like just even just simple things like feeding everybody on the day. That costs like a hundred bucks plus if you get simple shit like catering. Um, and I want. I don't want to backpedal. I want the series to continuously See, get guys. Bigger. Movie productions are expensive. Very expensive. And like, you know, that's why I that imagine when you're paying like Robert Downey Jr. alone oh, 50, $50 million. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> just uh, him. Yeah, just then him. You gotta pay the other ass. Yeah, just him to be there. Like, um, but yeah, so like I, I we opened it. I finally started a Patreon because um, I need it. Like I, I, I'm terrible asking for money, but I I can't make unworthy at the quality I want to make it unless I get help because I just it's just too much. And like I I don't want to backpedal on quality. I want to keep getting bigger and better every episode. And I think the story I have planned requires it to get bigger and better each episode. So if people think four looks epic, how many episodes do you have planned? Eight. It's eight total. Originally there was gonna be six. Four wasn't even an episode originally. It was gonna be a side episode. But now it made more sense to make it a full episode. So now that's four. And I split um, the next episode into two episodes because I just I thought it made more sense to split up. So it's eight total, not including any side things I want to do. And some of this, even the Patreon rewards, um, 
are for like little mini 30 second 60 second short short episodes exclusive patreon members um that kind of inform the story maybe detail like aisha or ninja or the side characters that show up in the series um but i don't want to backpedal on quality and i really i really believe in unworthy Nig- Jor, Nig, Jor. Don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> I told you before about how the guy, the super woke guy, was yeah, like, "Come on, brother, represent." I'm like, "He, what do you want?" He's like, "What? You're the one that sees the racism in that, just because it's got an in on his chest." Like, <laughs> the alternative would be if he's a white guy cast. You'd be mad about that, you know what I mean? But even though know, I did feel that way about there's something else that when I first got hired at the job, what. We had we had our name tag on us, and then it was like an N on the name tag. And I was like, "What does the N mean?" And then I'm looking around, and I'm noticing only the black people have the N. Okay, that's different. What does that mean then? It, it meant well, we're applying New? for night team. Oh, night team. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it, it should say night." <laughs> it should, but I was like. <laughs> I, and part of me is like, I know this can't be it. This is exactly where my brain is going. Like, why is it that all the black people got in on their name? Oh, wait a second. I'm like, this can't be right. I have further questions. Um, but yeah, so the Patreon's up. And if you know anybody out there wants to contribute, that it would mean the world to me. People are already signing up. So I'm happy about that. But yeah, to make Unworthy bigger and better, I need the help from the fans. Um, and like I said, I think where the series is going... It's gonna be epic. Like again, I I love episode four. I think what we did with episode four is fucking amazing. It's better than anything we've ever produced before up to this point. But it's the beginning. Like episode five is gonna be crazy. Episode six even crazier, and so on and so forth. Like every episode gets more epic, and I wrote it that way on purpose. So I don't want to like this episode is amazing, and then episode five is like oh we're back to like episode two or episode one even standards. I don't want to ever do that. I want to keep progressing. So that said, you know, Patreon guys, sign up if you want to help me make this crazy dream of mine. And I don't, I don't even know where it's going. I, after I finish Unworthy, so guys, all the all you guys that were signed up to the Blurred Vision Patreons transfer over to. Yes, that'd be amazing, guys. Thank you. And and this time I've got rewards that I can actually do monthly. <laughs> so it won't be a thing where I have to like call Michael, like, we gotta get together for another. Like, no, most of them are passive rewards, except when you get to the really high tiers. But I think that's things like you can visit on set. We'll make you a, hel- a replica helmet if you want it. Um, vote, uh, things like you can vote on um, characters and like uh, things we'll do in the series. There are some things that, like, I, and I've, I've in the past yeah, done that for. Death in the family about it. Oh, vote. Yes. Does Jason Todd live or die? Yes, yes. There are things that I'm not completely one way or other sold on that I would usually ask the Instagram social media page for. But rather than that, I'm like, why not ask our contributing members? Anybody that gets on that tier, vote for the gay people to live. <laughs> Everyone gay must live. Yes. Because <laughs> Jordan loves fringing gay people. Yeah, vote, vote for the Rainbow Rangers. <laughs> but, but yeah, so... I'm glad you liked it, though. And ice cream gives you abs. Yes, also this. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for even telling me to talk about it. I wasn't going to even talk about it on the podcast, but thank you. I'm, I'm glad while, you liked it. While we're at it, you support Jordan's Patreon. And if there's anybody out there that's looking for a sugar baby, <laughs> and as a sugar daddy, I'm accepting applications <laughs> currently. So hit me up. What in do my- you get as a sugar daddy? 
No, I'm not the sugar daddy. No, I'm saying for for all the sugar daddies out there, what do you get as a sugar daddy to your sugar baby? You get me. Yes. <laughs> you, you get you. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> I, I am fucking great. How dare you, Jordan? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, <laughs> you get new photos? Like, what is it? <laughs> well, if you're my sugar daddy, you get whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. You heard it here first, guys. Full access to Michael. <laughs> yeah. Send me an email, blackgaycomicgeek.com. <laughs> You get a lot of dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need money. <laughs> well, that's that's how they're gonna. Start I can find. It. I could. I can look at a dick on the internet. <laughs> Google oh dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that's it for uh, unworthy talk. What else do we got for trailers and or news? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess we could watch this trailer. Oh, uh, new trailer. Yeah. Uh, let me just pause it. So I have that ability. <laughs> and we're back. So, I mean, it's M. Night Shyamalan, old. <laughs> oh, you weren't feeling the trailer? It's not even that, but I'm just like, either this is going to be really good or uh-huh. it's just going to be fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. It, it's there's that, not there's not going to be a middle ground. No, it's that kind of premise. Well, it's an interesting premise. You're trapped somewhere that ages you rapidly. It's like the fear of old age in horror movie form. But I'm like... Leave the island <laughs> like immediately. Well, so I'm like, are they trapped there? What happened to make them trapped there? How did they get there in the first place if they can't just walk out right out? Like, found it on the internet. Okay, and then but what did they what did they do to get there? Was like a like a lift or a trolley or something? And probably, then, probably if they say it's an island. Yeah. So maybe it's one of those situations where a boat only comes once every so often or whatever. Mm. White people, even though it's a black person in the trailer, but I, you know we all know that he's gonna die. <laughs> There's no way he's gonna live. My prediction is the two kids are gonna live because they're the only ones that can last I long mean, enough. One of the two kids, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. The fact that they keep saying in the trailer, like, "Oh, we're just we gotta stay together, me and you," would that tells me maybe they're both gonna live. But who knows? I think it's interesting, and I think it's one of those things M Night Shyamalan's good at is an interesting premise. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the visit? No. Oh, I, I like that movie too. It was pretty good. And that could have been stupid. <laughs> but like grandparents that are crazy. Um, There's another trailer for Jungle Cruise. You want to watch Jungle Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can. <laughs> if you really want to. No, not really. I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah, we're trying to get that Pirates of the Caribbean money all over again with Jungle Cruise. I mean. <laughs> Something about The Rock. I feel like this movie's going to flop. I'm like, sure. I'm sure. This looks stupid. <laughs> if, it, if it does any even remotely well, it's only because of The Rock. Yes. But I'm also ready to see The Rock do something different. Like, even though he doesn't want to, something I would like different. to see him be a villain. Oh, yeah. Because even Black Adam, he's not a villain. That's They're changing it. I, what is more of an anti-hero? It's like a Will Smith type of thing where he doesn't want to play a villain or something? Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, why limit yourself like that? Because I, it's always weird to me. This is a nitpick, but it's always weird to me to see The Rock in different roles. Like here, he's like a like a Jungle Cruise skipper, but it's like it's what different I, roles, but it's always the same role. But my thing is, it's the way he looks. I'm like, so whatever role he's in, he's also a bodybuilder. You don't get that kind of body. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a skipper, and also I lift a lot of weights. <laughs> it's like, I, like what was it, skyscraper? It's like, no, no, I'm an architect, and I lift a lot of weights. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It's it looks like trying they're they're trying to plug in a formula to recapture the Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, it's basically the Disney version of Tomb Raider. Yes, yes. Like, Emily that. Blunt's character is literally Laura Croft. They're like, oh, she's different and yada yada. She always likes to explore. She's she's Laura Croft, but without the physical capabilities. That's why they give it to the Rock. Yeah, <laughs> they give that they give that to the Rock. So yeah. yeah. 
he looks funny. I don't know. Somebody looking like Popeye is funny to me. <laughs> no, but then you watch this movie. It's like, oh, best movie of 2021. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so I don't know. Sleeper hit Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Better than Avengers. <laughs> but speaking of something uh, potentially being a sleeper hit, we won't know because it's getting delayed. Uh, so uh, Marvel's delayed two of their upcoming movies. Uh, one movie was supposed to come out next year in October 20, October 7, 2022. Now been pushed back a full year to October 6, 2023. I speculate that was oh, supposed to be... Shit, my phone died. Keep I speculate that was supposed to be Blade. But yeah, I speculate the October movie is Blade. Okay. That makes sense. Halloween. And then there's another movie that was supposed to come out in November 2023. That's been... Uh, that's only been pushed a week to November 10th. But they haven't said what these movies are? But they haven't said what these movies are. How <laughs> you can delay something without even announcing what they are yet? Why haven't they announced the date? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. But Blade is more... I, I speculate that the, the October one is Blade. But the November one, I don't know what that could possibly be. Maybe that's Black Panther. But then I'm like, it's only a week, though. That's <laughs> all this year? 2020. No. Oh, 2022. Yeah, 2022 to 2023. Got you, got you. Okay. i like, that's pretty close not to have a fucking title. And then November 2023 was just moved a week. Mm. So I'm like, that's not even... Again, weird to have dates for things we don't even know what they are. Like, but okay, sure. <laughs> I can't be disappointed if I don't know what it was. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's on my. I don't know, but like I said, I speculate the October one was Blade. Yeah. Oh no, potential but, Blade. <laughs> but even with the Blade, this is, and this is a, the, the bigger conversation I wanted to bring up. I'm just like, because now you're delaying it a whole full year. And granted, and as far as I know, I don't think they started shooting yet. And obviously, you know, it's because of COVID and all that other stuff. But I'm like. Part of me is a little concerned in the sense that you cast Mahershala Ali, who's already almost pushing 50. Mm. And usually with these movies, like at least for if, if say you're doing three movies with Blade, that's at least 10 years. So by the time Blade 3 comes out, he's going to be damn near 60. Or that's the point. And then we can get Daughter of Blade in the sequels and or and trilogy. I mean, maybe, but I'm like still just thinking like, when because when Wesley Snipes did, but he was like 35-ish yeah. doing all those stunts and everything. I'm like, Marshall Ali's already like 47 yeah. before the first Blade. The first Blade hasn't even come out yet. They haven't even started shooting yet. Hey, I'm sure they're going to use a stunt double though for all of like the epic Blade scenes and or CGI. Hopefully it's done though. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I'm just I'm just thinking like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's just I, I like Mahershala Ali, but I'm just like, she got have somebody younger. <laughs> I see what you're saying, but I, I, but do you think that if I would you be upset if he's like, you know, an older blade in the second or third movie and they introduce a daughter of blade to replace him? I gotta assume Kevin Feige's always thinking about the next step. I mean, if that's the route they're going, no, I won't, I won't have a problem with Because I was excited about the Daughter of Blade when the they comic. announced it in the comic. Exactly. But then they never... Did it. Yeah, they never did it. So I, I'm hoping that's what they do in the, the MCU. That'd be dope. Give me two or three Blade movies, and then in the third movie, he passes the mantle on to his daughter. But speaking of passing the mantle on, Sony is saying that they are thinking of passing the mantle in terms of like Spider-Man being separate from the Sony movies. They're like, no, there's a plan to actually bring Spider-Man into these movies. <laughs> he basically said... Sony's uh, like, I got Disney by the balls. Yeah, they can't do anything actually, about it. <laughs> there actually is a plan. I think now maybe it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed. And I think when No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed. Oh, okay. Okay, so there's hope. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I would love that. I don't even like the Sony's fucking Spider-Man universe, but if you brought back Andrew Garfield to be the Spider-Man in those movies and you introduce him in No Way Home, that'd be awesome. 
Would you be down with that? The great thing You wouldn't be down with that? <laughs> the great thing is we have this very excellent relationship with Kevin. There's an incredible sandbox there to play with. <laughs> we want those MCU movies to be absolutely huge because that's great for us and our Marvel characters. Yes. And I think that's the same thing on their side. But we have a but we have a great relationship. There's a lot there's lots of opportunities I think that are going to happen. It is so much better synergy for them to not have Tom Holland and potentially fuck up the continuity with the MCU but instead branch off into your own universe and have it be Andrew Garfield you have a Spider-Man still that never got a third movie no but I, but I, I don't know I, in some ways though I do feel like it's ham-fisting the, the, the Tom Holland movies what do you mean ham-fisting maybe that's not the right word but like what do you mean Think about the rumors that are more than likely going to be true with regards to Spider-Man No Way Home. You got Multiverse? Doc Ock coming into this movie. Yeah. You got there's a rumor that the Green Goblin is the one that's bringing the multiverse together. Like he's recruiting different Spider-Man villains across the Mar- the Marvel universe. It's the uh, William mm-hmm. Defoe. There's a rumor for that. Oh, that'd be awesome. Then you got Electro coming in or whatever from from in in this movie, and it's like. I feel like it's diminishing the Tom Holland movies in the sense that like all these villains are coming from other places as opposed to building up Tom Holland. Like even the two villains that we got from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they had to be for Iron Man, not him. Yeah. It had nothing to do with him. Yeah. He just happened to be there. But I feel like this is Okay, I, I get so, your complaints hundred percent, but this is also this be positive and optimistic. No, fuck that. But, uh, <laughs> he said fuck that. Potentially. If they pull it off right, this could be the equivalent of Into the Spider-Verse's coming of age slash coming into his own as a Spider-Man character uh, for Miles Morales as it is for Tom Holland's Spider-Man, where he's learning from other seasoned Spider-Man characters like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And yeah, there's a lot of other stuff going around around that. But at least but he still had his own villains, though. Like, Kingpin was in his universe. But, you know, maybe there is a villain that's going to be in his universe that's part of the Sinister Six. And I also heard that No Way Home maybe is a, a reference to the villains having No Way Home. Like they get stuck in the MCU universe. And Andrew Garfield and them kind of like maybe they come in to help him deal with them. And then they go back to their universe at the end of it. So then they can't be stuck then. If they get Well, no, no, no. Back. The spider people will go back, but maybe his villains stay. Like from the multiverse. So then the 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 MCU Spider-Man villains will be a, a collage of different villains from the multiverse. But even still, that still has nothing to do with Tom Holland. Like I don't I don't know if I like that because even just the whole Iron Man Junior aspect of it. But this would be opportunity to and, not then, be and then also Jr. even with the Spider-Man, Spider-Man and then Jr. even with the Spider-Man No Way Home, like we're excited about it because of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming. Yeah. Which yeah, I'm excited about that too. But it still has nothing to do with Tom Holland Spider-Man. It's other stuff around that. Yeah, but what if it's again like like into the Spider Verse, where there's a lot of things going around Miles Morales, but ultimately they wrote it in a way that it was the core was his story. I feel like it's possible. I mean, yeah, it is possible, but yeah. I still want. So I'm, I'm being optimistic. I get your concern, and dealing in a world where Sony has notoriously always fucked up when they try to do too much at once, this is sounding like doing way too much at once. So I get what you're saying. I'm just like, please don't fuck this up, please. There's, 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 there's a narrow like Star Wars esque like trench run that we're doing here, and if you get that 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 zero to one or like the million to one odd shots off, and you nail it. This could be amazing. And it could not only make the MCU better for Spider-Man, it could strengthen Tom Holland's character as Spider-Man, but it could also 
uh, help the Sony-verse with the Andrew Garfield of it all. And then they could have their cake and eat it too by having their own Spider-Man that also crosses over with the MCU Spider-Man. I don't want to see Tom Holland fuck around with Venom or or Morbius. Fuck that. But if it's Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, but even, with, that. even with that though, like they took away the Spider-Man connection to Venom. Like, why does he look like a spider if he wasn't with Spider-Man first? Well, there's no spider on his chest, so... No, there's no spider yeah. on his chest, but he still looks like Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean... Branding. <laughs> That's the real reason, but... Yeah, but... But if you see Tom Holland in the same scene with, with Eddie Brock Venom, that'll raise far more questions than if it's Andrew Garfield. Because then I can just be like, who cares? <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man universe was not going anywhere anyway. So at least if this is like a backdoor way to have your Spider-Man and Venom and Morbius and stuff like that, I'll take that. I prefer that than Tom Holland's Spider-Man muddying the waters by crossing over into that world, which would make zero sense. Because then it's like... Uh, no one knows about the alien symbiote. There's, there's no shields. Checking that out. There's no nothing. Just this chaos is happening, like in Boston that, or whatever. That, that was kind of my my criticism with the MCU when when it was back when it was saying everything's connected, like the Netflix shows, yeah. Agents of Shield. I was like, so you got Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist running around. No shield agent is gonna show up, especially when the world is dealing with Inhumans. You don't mm. think, oh, this mask, Derek, this devil in, at night or whatever. They be like, oh, maybe that could be an Inhuman. Like it doesn't have to. It didn't have to be Chloe Bennett or uh, what the fuck is his name? Coulson. Coulson. But what's the actor? Oh, his name? actual name? Clark. 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 Coulson. Clark. Clark. Greg. I'm like, they didn't. <laughs> Clark Coulson. They didn't have to show up, but it could have just been somebody from Shield. Yeah. Like that. I would like that connection mm. more. I see what you're saying, but even that makes more sense than an alien creature that can kill people, is killing people, and there's like a guy's like there's a, a a pharmaceutical connection with uh, the villains. I mean, but you in the can also say movie. the same thing about because they're they're doing Blade at a certain like so there are vampires in this world. Where the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Let's where say, the, let's, let's where say, the fuck was that? No, no, that was all. It's all top secrets. Happens in the shadows. Yeah, happened in the dark. I'm yeah, like, no, no, no I'm no, pretty no. sure. No, no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody know. Like that have been a thing. Like Nick Fury had to have known about vampires. You would think, yeah, but I just never mentioned it because it didn't really matter. No, that's the thing. No, the Avengers need to take out some vampires. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I do. I, We're, so, so I do wonder how, and that's also a thing about the MCU because they're added, like they're getting the rights to these things back. You have to retroactively that, add them, yeah. Yeah, you got to retroact as opposed to them always being there, yeah. like in the comics. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. But something that wasn't always there because mm. it just finished rapping is uh, Thor: Love and Thunder finally, oh, yeah. finally rapped. I've seen so, the set photos. Thor's yeah, so, yeah, jacked. Chris, <laughs> so Chris Hemsworth released a, a photo from from set with Taika Waititi as Korg and him as Thor. Yeah, he looks fucking. It was like, yeah, like, I, I want to hold. I want to hold his hammer. Everybody <laughs> was making fun of me as Fat Thor. Every like, look, was, at his, look at his fucking arms. He is like he looks big, bigger than any. Of the other Thor movies, no, this is his, he's at his biggest now. Yeah, this is him at his biggest, and the, and the hair. Like, I put all my fat in my arms, <laughs> and his hair. I think this is his actual hair as opposed to a wig, like it was in the other movies. Oh, so he actually grew it out. Yeah, because yeah. when I see him with his daughter and things like that, he still has the hair on. Mm. So I'm like, I know. I think this is actually his hair because in the other movies it was a wig. Yeah, it's and always could, best, when and you could tell it was a wig. Yeah, especially the first movie, Jesus Christ. But yeah, in this, I think yeah, this is his hair. He looks, it looks damn good. So I'm really excited to see what they do with Thor in this movie. Because yeah, like you see him walking with his, his oh, daughter. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ, he's so massive. Yeah, he's walking with his daughter, and his hair is still long. But so I would think if that was a wig, he would have took it off. But is he skipping leg day? 
<laughs> yeah, his, legs, like, his arms are so massive. He's yeah, got his, his legs do look tiny. He's got little chicken legs. <laughs> Thor does not need legs, only arms and chest and abs. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that until I just saw that picture. I was like, oh shit, he's got little chicken legs. <laughs> you push him over and he just falls. I'm like, ah, oh! <laughs> unbalanced Thor. <laughs> yeah, because uh, his legs. Oh yeah, for oh for sure. Look at his thighs. I got bigger thighs than you, bro. That doesn't make any sense. I'm bottom heavy. You're top heavy. <laughs> I mean, that could that could be a thing. Maybe he's maybe he is working out his legs, but they just don't grow. Yeah, they just don't grow. Huh? Possible, possible. I think I think it's just so interesting that he goes from being fat Thor to being his most massive in the very next movie. I'm like, is that part of the story? Was that just um, a reaction to the fans being I'm upset? I'm assuming that's got to be part of the story because, I mean, being Fat Thor was part of the story. Yeah. So is there going to be like a, a Thor training montage? Like, you're the best around. Nothing's going to ever keep you down. Or they're probably just going to be like, well, he's a god. And, you know, just he just grew back. I don't know. Yeah. No, nah, I hope they at least make it part of the story. Like, he has to train to get back into fighting shape or something. Don't just... I don't even want them to start the movie with him looking like that. I want him to still be Fat Thor. I want some continuity between movies. Other than just like, oh, I hand waved it away. Now you're no longer fat. Like, what? No, you were massive, bro. Like, let's <laughs> just, just go, go away. Like, <laughs> or the threat's so large that he has to, you know, get back in shape. Yeah, exactly. And make, if it's Gore the God Butcher, yeah, I would think so. And even if he may fight, like, oh, you were the God of Thunder. Unworthy. Like, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I know why I became Arbiter just now. <laughs> he became unworthy, but. <laughs> Seems like you're more the god of lard. Yeah, so like, that's a definitely an MCU joke they would make. <laughs> but uh, speaking of a Sony MCU connection, so um, I fucking hate this. What happened? What happened? So Sony announced their next picture in the Sony. What was it called? The Sony Cinematic. <laughs> the Sony Spi- Marvel. We're ripping them off. Universe. Yeah, of, of Spider-Man characters or whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, Craven the Hunter is getting a movie oh, now. Oh, I saw this news. And they have announced who is playing Craven the Hunter. And we didn't see that coming. No. Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. That was good. <laughs> because it is Aaron Taylor Johnson, Quicksilver, who I guess based on this news, he will never be Quicksilver again. Yeah. Because I'm like, so they just they just basically put it on front street that he's just not coming back in the MCU. I guess so. Which... I think sucks because I was like, oh yeah, multiverse of madness. Like there that's a perfect way to reintroduce. Yeah, Quicksilver. But I no, guess there's no speedster love in the MCU. I guess not. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson is playing. Uh, I'm like, how did he get that role? This this some executive just hear his accent and was like, yo, he does a good accent in Age of Ultron. Get him. But sir, he looks nothing like Craven the Hunter. Doesn't matter. Get that man. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Get this man a role. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm, I can't see this going. And this is a solo Craven movie. So it's like, it's bad on top of really? So I'm like, I don't know. And it sucks in the sense that, well, A, who's checking for a Craven the Hunter movie? But then B, and again, I know he's associated with Spider-Man and things like that, but I mostly like, I was hoping for like maybe a Craven the Hunter is like a Black Panther villain in like Black Panther 2. Or something like that, along those lines. But I'm like, okay, Venom I can see working. Shut the fuck up. Even Morbius, to be honest with you. Yeah, even Morbius. Because he says vampires. Yeah, but I'm like, 
who the fuck is going to be Craven's villain? Like Mufasa? Like who? <laughs> I told you before, it's, it's his origin story about how he got that lion pelt. So he's, the whole movie is going to be fighting a lion. So, I'm, but I'm like, a Craven movie like doesn't make, like his only major villain or connection is Spider-Man or Big Game. That's yeah. why I was like, it would make sense for like, Black, like that's why I would like to see him fight Black Panther because they had a run in hmm. together in the comics at one point. I feel like Black Panther would whoop his ass so hard. Like, especially like, I, I, I mean, I guess it's some, Iterations of the story, he's got like super strength. Yeah, no, stuff. yeah, he, he's not just a normal guy. Yeah, that's why he can go toe to toe with Spider. Granted, he's not as strong as Spider Man, but yeah. like he's not just a normal guy. Yeah, that hunts. Yeah. So if we go that route, then yeah, I don't know what the fuck is this movie gonna be about. And also, in a world where Cruella couldn't even skin a fucking Dalmatian because they, Disney didn't want Petey on their ass, does Sony just not give a fuck about the, all the animal rights people that are gonna come out of the woodwork for uh, a character called Craven the Hunter, who his whole thing is wearing animal pelts because he's a hunter? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, and are they gonna are they gonna venom this? And make him more like not even a villain. So he's a good guy that skins animals and hunts things. But he's a like you know what I mean. Like you have to make a hunter a good guy. Like how's this gonna work? Yeah, I don't know. But I'm like, yeah, the whole I'm like, what is what is this movie? Because wasn't his origin story his wife got killed in some safari or something? Maybe that's what they're gonna try and do. Angle it to be like, oh, this tragic hunter lost his wife to a lion, and he decided to become a lion. I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, but do, like, do you, Sony? I guess. But I'm just like, there's so many other actors. Like even the like this guy looks way closer to Craven the Hunter. Mm. Like just Google actors that could be Craven the Hunter. Like this guy looks way more, and he's actually with his name. He's actually Russian. Yeah, exactly that too. I'm <laughs> like, why, why Aaron Taylor Johnson? Again, I can only imagine someone saw his accent in Age of Ultron. And was like, he can do it. He can do an accent. Well, like Craven. Scott Atkins, like they they look way more like Craven the Hunter. Like there's yes. so many other people that look more like Craven the Hunter. Yep, for sure. Even fucking Manu Bennett. Oh my god, Manu Bennett would be a great Craven the Hunter. Yeah. But nope. I'm like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Does he even have a natural beard? I've never even seen his natural beard. <laughs> I mean, he. Hold on, let me let me look at it because he has a beard, but it's not like it's not Craven. It's not no. Craven beard. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's crazy. Well, no, I mean, I guess you didn't see that yeah. coming. But that doesn't look like Craven to me. No, huh? It looks like uh, some kind of frat boy. <laughs> they got older. Like you don't look like Craven. Manu Bennett or those other pictures just show like, me. Even in it, like I don't see. He don't doesn't see. look hard enough. No, he doesn't look like Craven. He's got a soft face. He looks more like fucking Jon Snow or something than like <laughs> than Craven the Hunter. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. Even this, like, even like, and granted, I, I know he's gonna work out. He looks so small. Uh, he's so small. Yeah, I mean, I know he's gonna work out and build his physique and thing, but just like his, his, he does. Uh, yeah, his he, natural look does not look like anything remotely like crazy. No. And like, I, even as an actor, I'm like, is Alan Taylor Johnson so great of an actor that it's just Craven speaks to me? It has to be Craven. He has to be Craven. He's got to be yeah, the like, one. oh yeah, he does. yeah. This picture definitely gave me Craven. Like, you know? nah, it was more like Jake Paul or Logan Paul or something. Like, <laughs> an older Paul brother. That's what he looks like. So yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't get this casting news, but you know, I don't make the decision. Hollywood so. gonna Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood's gonna Hollywood. So, <laughs> Sony's yeah. gonna Sony. Really, that's it. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson is uh. As Craven, trash. <laughs> I also need a synopsis because yeah, I'm just like, what is what is this? What is this movie? <laughs> but anyway, so 
there's that. But also, uh, whack. Speaking of more Marvel news and and uh, saying what is this? Scott Derrickson felt the same thing about where they wanted to go with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and so there's more information being released about why he ended up leaving mm. the sequel. And they were just basically like, oh, yeah, it was creative differences. Scott Derrickson wanted to do one movie and Marvel wanted to do another movie. So he sat there and said, well, shit, I've got this great script that I wrote with Carhill that I'm really proud of. We were actually going to go out to other directors for this movie called The Black Phone that he wrote and direct that he wrote and wanted to direct. But mm. Dr. Strange conflicted with it. OK. And Scott called me up and was like, dude, I got to make this movie. It's got to be my movie. I have to do it. Do you mind waiting until after I'm done with Doctor Strange 2? And he really wanted to bring me on to Strange as well. But in the event that it didn't happen, he was like, do you mind waiting? And I was like, you know what? If you feel this passionately about it, no, I'll wait a couple years to make the movie. But then when it became clear that Marvel and him wanted to make two different movies, he was just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, yeah, it came down to Scott. Scott was like, well, I can make this movie that I'm compromising what I wanted to do on it, or I could make the black phone. And he goes, you know, I want to make a movie with Carter. I'm going to go make the black phone. So, uh, it, it was, as he said publicly, it was a hard choice for choice. It was a hard choice to leave strange behind, but it made it easier that he had a movie that he was looking forward to making. And then the experience was just so great that we're just, that we are very proud and happy with what we're, what we made. Mm. So I think ultimately it was the whole thing of, because there was there was conversations of how he wanted part two to involve nightmare, mm. and how he wanted it to be more of a heart like a much more stronger horror tone yeah. for Doctor Strange two than than uh, I'm thinking probably Marvel was maybe comfortable with, yeah. and then also like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm pretty sure that's not with with Wanda and then all the like he teased Brother Voodoo like he I remember him talking about or somebody talked about before like yeah he wanted Brother Voodoo to be in the second second uh second movie which is why they introduced his brother as a protector of the sanctum and then he ended up dying mm. by Cassilius yeah. as a way of introducing Jericho and Marvel's probably like black people <laughs> <laughs> we already have enough of those so you're, you're making Captain America black isn't that enough <laughs> it's like uh, I guess so, so yeah this whole multiverse of madness is probably what Marvel wanted to do but he wanted to do something else with Nightmare because mm. he said I want Nightmare to be he, he like he came out and said like Nightmare wanted, he, he wants Nightmare to be the villain for the second one I mean it still could have been the villain though I mean still but now they're saying Shuma Garath oh okay oh yeah right. I remember that so um, I mean we still got a horror director right because it's Sam Raimi I mean yeah Sam Raimi but yeah. I mean uh, I mean that sucks this is the behind the scenes you know pull and tug of the producers especially Marvel that have like a clear vision of what they want to do with their movies it's harder for a director to come in and be like this is what I want to do even though I've, it seems like Eternals got a lot of leeway but maybe that's because they're like you know not an established property yet yeah and then I guess you know also because Chloe Zhao just came off of winning an Oscar, mm. so they're like, "Nah, you're gonna do what the, I'm gonna do what the fuck I like. You're gonna do what the fuck I say." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or I'm walking. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't want to lose that. Yeah. Like Oscar-winning director Chloe Zhao. Yeah. And then, like you said, plus the Eternals, like who knows who would like who who cares? Yeah. It's something they can't take a bigger risk on. But something that they're not going to take a big risk on because everybody's going to be like, fuck yeah, Denai Guerrero is getting, uh, is, is, is slated to appear in the Wakanda series as Okoye. And there's also talks of her getting her own 
Disney Plus series. I mean, if it's about the door melage, that seems kind of like what was set up in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I would down with that. I like to hear Dora, 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 the Explorer. Dora Milaje. <laughs> Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, I mean, if she gets her own series. I'll be cool. I'll be down for that. That'd yeah, cool. I would too. That'd be cool. I want to see more uh, glimpses at Wakanda culture in a world where we don't got the child no more. <laughs> but speaking of something I don't know if I'd be down for, uh, the Green Lantern HBO Max series... Uh, finally got a director, and it's the director of Superman and Lois. <sighs> okay, I mean... Oh, I, we, we talked about off-air, but I was asking Michael if he had seen the latest episode of Superman and Lois that everybody's been freaking out about, and I, I've seen it. He hasn't. But I was just not... I did not understand why everybody was like, oh, it's the best episode yet. I mean, they just give you glimpses of an evil Superman, which we've seen now a million times. I, I was telling him, we've seen Invincible. That's a way better evil Superman story than just... Uh, Tom Tom Cavanaugh. That's not his name. The fuck is his name? Uh, uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, what? I don't know why I thought it's Tom Cavanaugh. That's not it. Tyler Hecklin. Uh, Tyler Hecklin. Like Tyler Hecklin wearing a black suit. Oh boy, that's crazy. And then he does something. He kills somebody in the episode. But it's it's it was a flashback. It wasn't even like the episode wasn't even about that. So I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, whatever. Point is. Superman and Lois has a lot of hype right now, so maybe that's why the Green Lantern team... But look, if if that means those effects in Superman and Lois will translate, like the direction of those effects will translate to a Green Lantern show, then I'm down for it because clearly the people that are behind Superman and Lois know at least how to do you know, a big budget uh, looking scene on a smaller budget, a smaller TV budget. Oh, I thought you had more to say. Oh, no, that's it. We've seen those, especially in those first two episodes. We both kind of were like, oh, wow, this looks really good for a CW show. So I'm sure when HBO, they were like, yeah, it does look good, doesn't it? <laughs> Let's fucking take that shit. Um, I mean, this is something they say for all the movies. So I'm just like, okay, we'll see. But Loki's about to come out pretty soon. <laughs> and they're saying what happens in Loki is going to have major ramifications throughout the entire universe, Marvel Universe. I have, that's every. That's why I said, I'm like, they say that in every movie. Yeah, it's like, but yeah, because all one long fucking series. Every, these things are just episodes in a series. So. And then I'm like, they say that. And then some things it's like, nah, this doesn't really have that much ramification. I mean, the premise itself is pretty huge ramifications for the MCU. Time the, travel, yeah. The time, yeah. There's a time bureau that keeps track of the timeline. That, that whole concept is already changing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, the whole, the multiverse of timelines. Yeah. Which, there's uh, a Coulson for time. <laughs> which I'm like, Doctor Strange? Yeah. But, uh, also, we're on it now. But are you a fan of Evil Dead, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, I am. I've never seen it. But, uh, the remake was good. There's a remake. Well, there's gonna and be, I think the series is pretty good. There's going to be a sequel to the remake, I guess, because Evil Dead is coming to HBO Max. Sam Raimi is set to uh, bring Evil Dead Rise. Mmm. HBO is the sequel. Uh, yeah, sequel. But it's not... Is it a sequel to the remake or a sequel to the original? I mean, there's like a couple... It just says the Necromicon is set to return via upcoming entry to the bloody gory franchise in Evil Dead Rise. That's... Just- Big enough that it could be anything. An original creator, Sam Raimi, will also be returning for the new movie that will be sure to be packed with 
bursting with horror and gore in uh-huh. the tradition of the films that came before it. Yeah, that could be that could be either way. In fact, that Sam Raimi's I'm thrilled to bring Evil Dead back to its original home at New Line 40 years after the release of the first film. The company's history as pioneers, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm down for it. Whatever permutation it is, sounds cute. Well, something I'm not down for. Okay. Is they've released the name of the merger between Discovery and Warner Media. Okay. Discover Warner. Warner Discovery. Close. Really? Warner Bros. Discovery. That's not even... That's uh, not even... They, they and, even and try. the tagline is the stuff that dreams are made of. And this is the, the big reveal. Okay, so they have no imagination. Because all they do is combine both titles. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm like, oh, this is such a big... Like, who cares? And Discovery brought Warner Brothers, but they put Warner Brothers first in the name. Discovery bought Warner Brothers. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I guess Warner Brothers is the much bigger name. The brain awareness, yeah. Yeah. I would assume so. But uh, we believe it will be the best and most exciting place in the world to tell big, important, and impactful stories across any genre and across any platform, film, television, and streaming. So, the stuff that dreams are made of. Warner Media. Mm-hmm. Sounds like some CW shit. Dare to defy. <laughs> but, hold on, what does it say? And so, I mean, obviously it's going to take like around two years or so before we get like the first like decision with the merger. Like, yeah. Because, you know, shit takes a while. It hasn't officially been approved by the government yet. Mm. So that has the same, kind of the same thing when uh, Disney bought Fox. Yeah. So. We're slowly inching toward that future where we have one super conglomerate <laughs> ultimate corporation that controls everything. <laughs> um... Also with that, there's some Sandman controversy. So Neil Gaiman's Sandman is going to Netflix, I believe. I think it's Netflix. Okay. And so with that, they released the cat. They showed the casting of everybody that there's gonna that's gonna be in the movie. Uh, this is the cast. I know you don't know any of these people, but just to show you an idea. Mm. Well, there's some controversy because uh, one of the uh, one of the characters. Uh, Gwendolyn, uh, what's her face? Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. She's playing Lucifer. Okay. And in, uh, in Sandman, and people don't like that. They're yeah. upset because no, it's a no, woman. It's no a woman. Female devil. Yeah, it's a woman playing Lucifer. Somebody tweeted Neil Gaiman. It's like, why sell out? Just stand by your work, or do, or do you lack the intestinal fortitude? It irks me more that you just don't even give a fuck. Damn. And somebody else said, Saint can be a woman. And somebody else said, uh, and they also cast uh, Death as a black person. Mm. And uh, I guess Death in the, uh, it says Death is depicted as being white. And the Endless all have alabaster skin, but the character, along with the rest of her family, take different forms depending on who happens to be perceiving them. I'm actually listening to the audiobook of Sandman at, well, when I drive to work. Mm. That shit is pretty epic. Like, it's like a movie. Like, mm. the production quality of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, uh, so that's so that's another thing. Somebody like, Death is Black? Really? She was one of the most iconic characters. She was like a tiny Sooks. What is that word? Sooksy? Sooks? Sooks? I don't know who the fuck that that says. But she was like a tiny Sooksy with a very white face and a very and very black clothes and punk hair. So this is like Rue all over again, like without the exception of like, oh yeah yeah because Rue Rue was black in the book, but like yeah now people are upset 
And so uh, Neil Gaiman basically responded to these people like, I give all the fucks about the work. I spent 30 years successfully successfully battling bad Sandman, bad movies of Sandman. I give zero fucks about people who don't understand, having read Sandman, whining about a non-binary desire or that death isn't white enough. Watch the show and make up your minds. Death isn't white enough. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's so where's like, that woke black guy that's like, open your mind, brother. You're making a black woman death. Oh, that's racist. You know what I mean? It's like, she had it both ways. But for this, I mean, who cares? I mean, Lucifer being a woman, isn't Lucifer like a, a tempter? Can he change form? Does it matter what sex he is? I mean, is? they all can. Yeah, so it's like, who cares? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I mean, that's the internet. Yeah, um, okay. Like again, if it if it came out and was bad, then complain. But if you're just getting mad that death is a woman, or not death, um, what's his name? Lucifer is a woman. Is Lucifer a male name? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but also with that, more. I mean, you could you could shorten Lucifer to be Lucy. So it's like. <laughs> but also with that, more talk of fans ain't shit. So, uh, you know the game Horizon Dawn. The game? Yeah. Yeah. So they released a little photo of uh, Horizon Dawn 2, and somebody's upset. Why? Because uh, I'm going to cover the tweet so you don't see it. But like, this is how she looks in the game, and this is how the person wants her to look. Oh, wants her to look? Yeah. Why? She's too frumpy in the game? So, yeah. Is it just me or Sony or... Or Sony be making their lead female protagonist look masculine as hell. Barely no curves or rough, non-feminine features, unlike the average woman. Like, cough, cough. The Last of Us 2, Ellie. I knew that was going to be the example. Yeah, The Last (laughs) of Us 2 is Ellie. Just saying, my two cents. Pick from the game on the left, fan made on the right. Wait, really? Ellie, not the other chick? Uh, Higher higher fans. Abby? I thought Abby was the issue with that game, not Ellie. What? uh, He says Ellie. Uh, I I didn't think Ellie looked masculine. I didn't think Ellie looked masculine either. But uh, then somebody else in the game was like, uh, th- that picture on the right is exactly why we don't hire fans. So, yeah, now, now this person's Twitter is all blown up. Now you got women posting pictures of themselves. Like, like I guess you're saying I'm not feminine. Like, yeah, like this. Like, I guess all girls that look like me aren't, like, feminine enough, according, <laughs> according to you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, she looks just like the character, too, my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm like yeah the problems with twitter it gives giving people that probably shouldn't have a voice of voice yep that's the problem <laughs> i mean i also blame how hollywood or like media has traditionally been where the only will show beautiful people so it creates this unrealistic standard that everybody has to be and but that's also the problem that's why it's this fucking yeah like even think about this- how you draw a cat like feet whether how female characters get drawn in comics or, or yeah. how Laura Croft was originally yeah. how Laura Croft was originally depicted. She had the big ass boobs yeah. and yeah, like it's porn star dimensions. Yeah, like, or measurements, whatever. And the same thing with even like anime. The fact that there's like 15, 12 to twelve to fifteen year olds that are like busty, like like they look like they're adults, but they're not. Like it's just it's the way we've been programmed, like mentally trained to expect to see things in media. So when things look normal in media people are like what this doesn't compute this has gotta be beautiful it's gotta be supermodel status but something like that i mean i don't have an issue with that that's stupid even the way people were complaining about that's why i thought he was gonna use abby as an example even the way people were complaining about the way she looked 
Like a person yeah, like she was, yeah, people complain about that. that oh, she, was, she looks like a man. Yeah, but I'm like, no, she just yeah, looks no, like a, I was like, no, she doesn't. She, she just, just looks like a strong like a, chick. Yeah, a strong chick. Yeah. And in an apocalypse, you would have to be a strong chick to survive. So I don't and have, she's in the military. Yes, I don't have a problem with muscular arms or like whatever. Like people like they think that's masculine, but I'm like, no. The, you motherfuckers. Even that chick, Joan Cart, whatever you just at the beginning of the podcast, like you, she's bigger than me. Like Oh, but she oh, still yeah. looks like a woman. She's a sexy woman. Like I, got, I am not afraid of a strong woman with, with some big old muscles, man. That shit is sexy. You can't love shit. You can't think Wonder Woman is hot and be afraid of women with muscles. Jordan hurt my feelings. He doesn't think I'm sexy. Why? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> How does that? Wait, why? <laughs> you didn't call me sexy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As you're sitting here shirtless. Um, but yeah, I mean... It's it's a thing where it's like the, those motherfuckers are the type that make women self conscious about lifting weights in the gym because they're afraid of any definition in their arms and make them look quote unquote masculine. It's like no man, muscles are hot. Fuck, do it up. <laughs> no, don't. I'm I'm not working out. I'm I'm failing right now with my muscularity. <laughs> Your arms are bigger than mine. No, they're not. What are you talking about? Yeah. Muscles are hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's evolved, it does this comedy shows muscles like no baby your muscles are sexy <laughs> well speaking of muscles ultimate muscles black cat has muscles she does she's hot <laughs> she's hot yeah but it, and it's and it's also pride month so representation jordan okay so in this latest issue of black cat black cat number seven she's bisexual Okay. Oh, okay. They're going to show her locking lips with a cat, another woman named Odessa. Is she done with Spider-Man now? Is that kind of the thing? I mean, well, she, I mean, kind of with marriage. Like, they never really said they... Well, no, I remember in the comics recently, it was a thing where she, like, hated Spider-Man. Like, they tried to, like, completely break up their... <laughs> Admittedly, kind of problematic relationship. <laughs> when you think about it, it, there's a lot of times Spider-Man's done some really yeah, uh, it, shady it, it, shit. It, yeah, it was during Superior Spider-Man when he was possessed by Doc Ock. Yeah, and he basically just punched the shit out of her. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. He was like, but she didn't know it was she didn't know it was him. Yeah, so it was that like like oh well, fuck you then. Yeah, <laughs> like you're a criminal. <laughs> and then, and I think he tried to explain like that wasn't me, and she, I guess she, she doesn't want to hear. Yeah, it. she doesn't want to hear it. You know, true comic or true comic movie or comic book uh, narrative where it's just like a, you know a conversation to clear this whole thing up no fuck you I hate you forever <laughs> it's like oh okay <laughs> but yeah so it's it's I mean with the it's, it's, it's a big shift in what we've seen Black Cat before like we've never seen her with women it's funny you say that because I'm like I'm trying to think I'm like she always just seems so free. Yeah, sexually fluid. Yeah, that I never even I, I would have guessed that so she I'm was like, Yes, yeah, so I'm like even with this I'm like Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, doesn't make me. Is, is people getting angry about that? I'm pretty sure there will be, but I don't see anything right now. But oh, it's okay. just like, oh yeah, black cat's gonna be a lesbian in this neck or whatever, bisexual. But I'm like, like be, if she did, it was like, I don't like men anymore. Now I'm a completely a lesbian. I've always been a lesbian. Then I'd be like, what? But the fact that they make her, but bi, I'm also I'm like, like right. is this gonna make it out of issue seven? Like, what is, oh. is this? It's just just a one time thing where it's like, oh, she's locking lips with a woman. Yeah. 
But is it somebody that she's like she likes, or is she doing it as a pl- like? Oh no, I'm doing this because this is a means to an end, mm. or whatever. I'm playing a game of cat and mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Could I be. guess I don't know, but I'm just still just the fact. Like now, know, I'm just you, wary of these articles. I, know, I was going to say that it's like you're always like, all right, all right. I know we're trying to. This is the angle you're trying to sell me on it, but you're fucking bullshit. It's Pride Month. Felicia Hardy's. A, she's making out with another girl. Hey, everybody, that's LGBT. Go buy Black Cat right now. Yeah, go buy Black Cat number seven. <laughs> yeah. And then you get number eight and she's fucking Peter Parker again. Yeah. Get it. You're bisexual. You can do that. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know. I'm weary of these articles. I mean, you should be. They, they, they're corporations. They have ulterior motives. They're not, they don't give a care about fucking morality or whatever. Or, or sexuality, or rather. It's the same thing. I'm, uh, in, which, uh, this wasn't part of the news, but now that we're talking about it, I'm going to bring it up. What? I still have time. To, I still have plenty of time to sleep. <laughs> but, because um, I do work tonight. Yeah. But like... Even the Power Rangers on their Instagram, they, their official Instagram, they posted a, a Happy Pride mm. uh, thing for uh, f- for Pride Month. Okay, and I was just like, okay, this is cool and all, but there are no gay. Power there Rangers. are no gay Power Rangers. So like, the closest is now in Dino Fury, the latest season. And she's not, I don't think she's ever, she hasn't actually said she's bi, lesbian, or anything. But which, was, I sure, which I said made, in my stories, I was like. Yeah, like this. This is the tweet. No, they made a really big deal. You know why they're doing this? This is the tweet. Happy, happy Prima. Yeah, happy, happy Pride Ranger Nation. Today, every today and every day, we support our LGBTQ plus siblings across the world as we work together towards a better tomorrow. Uh, hashtag We can all be Rangers. Hashtag Pride Month. Hashtag Power Rangers. Hashtag Hasbro. And I posted on the thing. I said, I said, I read this. I see this. I appreciate this. But then I'm like, but are there any openly gay Power Rangers. Not the nope. actors, nope. but the characters. Nope. And I'm and, like... And they notoriously were... They treated very poorly David Yost, who was openly gay on the set. And he's got a whole story that you can find anywhere on YouTube or Google or whatever. And it's like the reason... Because shit like this irks me because the reason they get away with it because I'm like, look at the comments. Everybody's like, oh, thank you for this. Mm-hmm. Or happy pride. Or yep. they just released... Or a con- like a clap, clap emoji. And I'm yep. like, but what did they do? They didn't do anything. No. Like, I well, get the wait, knowledge... Wait. I get acknowledging is it's, it is a big thing. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not saying it's not. Yeah, but they're 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 allies in name only. But I will say this in their defense, kinda. In the latest season, and again, this just happened. Like within the last couple of months, there was a big scene where the new Green Ranger in Dino Fear is a female, and like she, you know, typically the female Rangers have skirts. There's a there's a, they made a big point. First of all, they dress her very tomboyish. It's not spoken that she's LGBT at all. It's, I don't think it's ever come up at all, like in any capacity. But she's very tomboyish. And when she more for the first time and she saw her dress or her skirt, she was like, huh? Skirt? No, I'm not a fan of skirts. And then she rips. And they, 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 they knew exactly what they were doing because they make it a whole like a slow motion. She rips off her skirt, throws it dramatically into the air, and then she starts, she runs at the like the bad guys and the fight starts. But they make it a point to highlight that. And like people were there were some fans who were actually upset by that. Like, what are you doing? This is a skirt gate for Power Rangers. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, ridiculous. Skirt gate. Skirt gate. What the fuck? Stupid <laughs> shit. This is what the internet has evolved into. But the, the the subtext there as I know what you always say like you don't want subtext you want text but the subtext through like what she wears she's tomboyish um, she's constantly like the sarcastic person on the team and the fact that they had that big skirt removal moment the the implication is that she might be LGBT and that's what people are like you know that's the 
uh, LGBT Ranger fans have zeroed in on that. So they gave you crumbs and the crumbs are like a whole meal because, you know, gay representation is so few and far between and really not at all in Power Rangers. So that's the, that's the closest explicitly gay character in all Power Rangers. And then even as I'm going through the comments, the, the one other person said the same thing. Can we can we get representation in the show though? And then this this, this is the, the, the people like this. They were like, "You people are never happy, are you? Stop ruining children's you show." You people, damn. Or no, he said, "Your people are never happy." That's even worse. <laughs> Stop ruining children's shows. Damn. Damn. Now the Power Rangers uh, comment on that guy's comment be like, we don't accept that level of bigotry here in Power Rangers. No. I, bet, I, I know they didn't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They don't want to uh, piss off the other side either. They want to do just enough to get that LGBT uh, 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 virtual signal points. But I'm just like, I'm like, oh yeah, it's definitely Pride Month, so you got you're gonna have these corporations coming mm. out like we're allies, yeah, we're allies. But then it's like, what have you do for us? Yeah, huh? What? You saw, you saw the skirt thing? That's that's us, baby. LGBT representation right there. She don't like skirts, Michael, huh? Huh? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Definitely gay. That's the only way. <laughs> you couldn't just not like a skirt. No, she has to be gay. That's the only way it makes sense. Well, speaking of definitely gay, that's more definitely gay news. It's Pride Month. Okay. So uh, Rugrats is getting a reboot. Oh, I saw this. <laughs> and uh, Phil and Lil's mom, Betty, mm. she's now an out and proud lesbian. How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, okay, and to be fair, as, as the gay correspondent of the podcast, yes, you are the gay representative on the podcast. What, what, wait, wait, I don't know. No, you shut up. I already know what you're going to say. You uh, shut the fuck up. Wait, what was I going to say? You don't know what was I know what I was going to say. What was I going to say? I don't know. But, exactly. <laughs> but let me say what I was going to because maybe this is what you were going to okay, say. Because right, the reaction that I'm seeing from everybody saying, well, obviously, but <laughs> I don't know. Part of me is like, and, and, and I can hear people say, you're never fucking satisfied. I'm like, I hear, I hear your people say, are never satisfied. Yeah, your people are never satisfied. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I feel like. Speak your truth. Okay. Like, I just feel like it's leaning into the stereotype. It's like, because you think of. She well, was damn. a tomboy. She yeah, she sports. was a tomboy. So I'm like, so is this saying that because somebody's a tomboy, they they're automatically a lesbian? Did you not just hear my Power Ranger story? Yeah, <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I was thinking yeah, in my head. What yeah. you were telling me that I was like, that doesn't mean she has to be gay. Yeah, like there are plenty of girls that are that are like that, and then they some some of them grow out of it, some of them don't. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they're a lesbian. So I'm like, I think I'm like the more interesting route would have been maybe if like Dee Dee was a lesbian, Tommy's mother. I was like, what? Or like you would, you would break up. Tommy's family? I mean, they're breaking up Phil and Lil's family. I mean, but this is what I was going to say. In their defense, do you even give a fuck about Howard? Remember Howard? Howard was a Howard was whack. Yeah. He was whack as fuck. But if, if anything, they speak a part of the story and be like, yeah, I thought I was, you know, I, I tried to be straight or whatever for, for the kids or I thought this is what I wanted. But then I realized, like, Howard is, like, the meekest motherfucker possible. I don't want that. I want strong women. Like, and I, and I would believe it for that character because she was like the opposite of Howard. And like, Howard and she was, was the, the worst. Yeah. He was the worst character, like the worst adult character in that show. No, I agree with that, but I'm just still like. He's barely there. Like, but but part of me is just, I feel like the more interest, like Dee Dee or maybe Angelica's father is gay or something. Like, I feel, I, I just feel like it would have been more interesting to go the less obvious route. I feel like they did it because you wouldn't miss Howard. <laughs> Do you miss Howard? No. <laughs> 
No. But I would miss like even um Angelica's father. Like their their relationships are interesting. Like her her controlling mother and her father, that's more of like a yes man to her mother. And um I guess it best that's what I'm saying again. Even Howard was kind of a repeat of that. He was like the yes man to what's her name? The Phil and Lil's mom. Betty. Um, Betty. Yeah, he was he was a yes man to Betty too, but like a far less interesting one. Like the yes man dynamic made sense for Angelica's parents because she had a very Corella personality. Or even or even Goldorado saying, no, they were both each other's beards. So say Betty and Howard are gay, or like whatever. I, I, that makes sense. Actually, that make a lot of sense because Howard <laughs> Howard was like a fucking thin ass rail too. I'm like, why are you with this guy? Because <laughs> like Again, you're like you're you're never satisfied. Is this right? Oh, you're never never satisfied. I don't I don't know. I mean, that's still their father. True, but is it a thing where they make it part of the story, or is it just a thing where it's like we're never going to talk about Howard again? He just it's not. I don't know. It's not out yet. Hmm, Interesting. Okay, but like you know, going to the whole oh, you're never satisfied. But I was just like, I don't know. It's like just again, it seems like the stereotype. Like even my problem with Iceman. Oh. Soon as they make him gay, it's the stereotype like yes, queen or yeah. with the dress, having him with the dress, and the, mm. I don't know. I get what you're saying. Um, in this your, one, your people are never satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael hates gay representation. You heard it here first. I mean, for, but for me, yeah, I just I, I heard this and was like, oh, they're okay, they're doing it again. They're changing their character to be LGBT. But Mike, this makes sense. Like even back then, she seemed like she would have been, but it was like you know you can't do that back in the day. So <laughs> like if you're gonna do that for any character, her character makes the most sense. And even Phil and Lil. I mean, I guess, you know, they're babies. I'm like, they're babies. I know they're babies. <laughs> but they did do a thing where, like, they would constantly switch their their thing. But they were twins. Like, they literally looked like... I know, like- I know. But, I mean, that's kind of... I don't want to say gender fluid, but it was a thing where they were able to pass as each other. So maybe it's kind of the same theme they're going for with that family. I, I don't know. But I, I'm not mad at that. Wow. Now, they make Reptar gay, it's over. <laughs> oh, I am Reptar. Oh. Well, I mean, he is a lizard. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Lizards are pretty gay. <laughs> pretty gay. <laughs> but, uh, what? Oh. Last news tidbit. So, uh, Warner Brothers and their fuckery strikes again. Remember uh, before how Warner Brothers and Patty Jenkins had to fight for the No Man's Land scene? Yeah. Well, it's almost kind of the same thing here where in the Zack Snyder Snyder cut, they did not understand the point of the Barry Allen, excuse me, the Speed Force thing at the very end of the movie. What do you mean? So, love, I'm going to read the whole thing because it's not that long. Okay. But love or hate Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, it's hard to deny that the Flash's trip back in time was pretty damn cool. Yeah. The visually stunning sequence featured Barry racing back to undo Steppenwolf's victory, gl- giving us a glimpse into original plans for the Scarlet Speedster that would have had him travel, time travel in both Snyder's Justice League sequels and his own solo outing. Now, Snyder Cut VFX supervisor John DJ D's nuts, John <laughs> <laughs> has revealed that Warner Brothers executives were unable to wrap their heads around the Flash's trip through the Speed Force. This is a quote. It's funny because that was always in the story. We shot that way back in 2016. It was something that I don't know what it was. Uh, the mood of the studio at the time, they just didn't get it, to be honest. <laughs> they were just like, 
I don't understand this. And maybe it was the previous nature of it or the post viz nature or whatever, but it was one of the first things they threw out after they pulled Zach off the movie, sadly. Wow. I really love the breadth and depth and scope that he gave those big ideas that are in that imagery. Mm. So, but this is why Marvel is be winning because their executives all know the source material and they all know the characters like forwards and backwards. They make it a point. Kevin Feige makes it a point to put producers on set that actually know what the fuck the characters in the story are supposed to be. But this is like Hollywood at its worst, where it's a core element to Flash's character, but these executives are like, nah, I don't get it. So you remove it? But if you don't get it, it's because you don't fucking know the character. So I'm guessing this kind of tells me the whole, at the end of the Joss Whedon cut, him saving those random family. That wasn't a Whedon decision. That was Warner Brothers. Yeah, that was them going like, we need to help more people because we've got all those notes about how the heroes don't save enough people. And this makes more sense to us than him running back in time and saving I mean, the Whedon, whole world. I mean, Whedon's a comic book fan. Like, he wrote. Yeah. He wrote X-Men. So I'm pretty sure he knows about... Yeah. Granted, he's still trash, but... Very much so. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, yeah, that whole montage of him saving that random family in Chernobyl. Yeah. Such an executive... Why do they live there? No, but that's not a question the executive had. How do they live there? Oh, I understand uh, car get pushed. I get that. But it's like, man, you're like some six-year-old out-of-touch motherfucker. Like, you shouldn't have a say on a movie like this. You're not... One, you're not creative. You're not in the position of being a producer because you're creative. That's a Marvel thing that they do. But most executives, they're not... They're not that. So, like, why would you even have a say? And, like, this No Man's Land, it shows you the the pull that every DC movie was fighting against where their executives just didn't understand the source material for these characters. So, of course, that's why we get these lackluster movies. Yeah. I don't like non-creative motherfuckers having their hand in creativity when they shouldn't even be there. That's most of Hollywood. I know. I, but that's why, because money is what makes it move. But you got these un, uninspired motherfuckers with deep pockets funding these things that require creativity and art. What's the thing is, like, I get that. Money makes everything move. But at the same time, it's like, but creative, like, and obviously some people do need to be reined in. I get that. But, like, at the that's same time, too. it's like, art makes money. Yes. Movies make money. But you know, they, should, they should rein it in by people that actually have a finger in the pulse of what the fuck they're doing. So I, that's why I think MCU and Kevin Feige did it right, where they'll have people... I just I only know about this because I've heard the Kevin Smith podcast where the um, Falcon Winter Soldier writer was talking about the on-set environment. And they did have executives on set um, for all their movies. But they, unlike in most other uh, studios where the executives will come in just for part of the movie and then bounce whenever they they'll the Marvel executives will stay from beginning to end and like kind of like shepherd the project through its entire life like life course lifetime or whatever you want to call it and it and these people actually know the characters they're 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 working with so they would never have a situation where it's like but do we really want Sam Wilson to pick up the shield like maybe we should have been Bucky but it's like no like we understand the character these characters not only in the comics but also in the MCU as they are so far and that's a decision that would make more sense for Sam Wilson to take up the mantle blah 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 but those DC or Marvel or Warner Brothers they might have been like yeah I don't know I feel like Bucky I saw a comic where Bucky has the shield I feel like he should be Captain America it's like why just because of the comic but you don't you don't know anything about the comic other than the image you saw like but yeah but I feel like audience will like Bucky he 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 uh, tests better in our focus groups like well, fuck your focus groups well, who makes all those focus groups exactly <laughs> white people exactly. I mean they, I mean 
the Ben Shapiro th- thing saying, oh. I, I think Bucky should have picked up the shield. Yeah, it would have been a, a whole focus group of hymns. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, that just shows you why the MCU be winning and the DC don't know what the fuck they're doing. But who knows? Maybe now that it's bought by Discovery. They'll discover some fucking yeah, some creativity. Discover, yeah, discover some creativity. <laughs> All right. Was but, that, we won't, but we won't know for like at least two years. Oh, fingers crossed. I mean, I, I want DC movies to be great. Hopefully, the first decision should be to have a DC Studios. Yes. Let it be run by somebody. And that, make Flash movie Flashpoint, goddammit. Fix this universe retroactively. <laughs> I don't know if I want that. I don't want Ezra Miller to be Flash, to be honest with you. Well, that too, but but I was just saying for the first Flash movie to be Flashpoint, I don't know if I want that. I'll, oh man, if it if it and, and I mean I get it because somebody was like, well, the first Flash movie in the animated series was Flashpoint, sure so, too. But I'm like, I get that though. But the animated movies are specifically about like certain co- like you you know the comics. Yeah, it assumed that you knew the characters based on the comics. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fucking with your perception of them based on that, not based on anything you've seen in the movie before that. As opposed to like this movie is trying to trying to appeal to everybody. Yeah. So I'm like, so for that, like and plus the whole novelty of Flashpoint was like, oh shit, Superman is skinny and weird. Like mm-hmm. these characters that we know and love for 80, almost a hundred plus years. Yeah. Are different. It wouldn't have the same impact. It wouldn't have the same impact in the DCEU. But what it would do is give us an in-universe reason for why the fuck this shit doesn't make sense and why they're rebooting it. But I'm like, but you could just do that. Just reboot it. Like, look what they're doing with the Batman. It has nothing to do with Ben Affleck. That has nothing. As outside of Flashpoint. Maybe there's a Flashpoint change. I doubt it. Because I, I, I feel like, like it. this movie's coming out before the Flashpoint. Yeah, it's that. that's what throws you off. I'm being hopeful. <laughs> I just think there's an opportunity here to make it all make sense, even the stuff that doesn't make sense, even the things that are bad. You can you can make it all make sense, and you can make it all like within universe reboot it rather than just like yeah, because otherwise the narrative is the movies just weren't working, so we just changed them. But at least this but that way, isn't that. That's what they did with Spider Man. I know, but like, <laughs> and now we potentially might get a retcon, a retroactive retcon with the multiverse, which I'm also fine with. No. No? Not fine with that? <laughs> just, re- just reboot it. I mean, how many times have you got Infinite Crisis, the new 52, then Rebirth, and supposedly there's another crisis coming after Infinite Frontier. That's that's why- <laughs> Spoilers, I, there's always a crisis in comics. <laughs> specifically DC, but that's another yeah. reason why it's harder for me to get into DC, why I mostly read Marvel, because I'm like, it's just too much. At least Marvel has one- sh- Continuous continuity, yeah, and yeah, there's, and there's some, major shakeups. There's some like, soft reboots and things like that, yeah. but overall, I can go back and read the 1962 X Men and read, and it's like all connects. Yeah. Whereas DC, it's like, well, no, if you go back and read, this doesn't connect to what's going on here this anymore is a because, era, yeah. yeah, it's a different era, and, and uh, you know, this Superman is different from this Superman, yeah. it's, and it's confusing because it's, it's too convoluted. They do shit like, like, oh, we we this crisis wiped the multiverse away, so there's only one world, so it's simple. Then like the next issue, and now it's a whole multiverse again, and like, wait. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Uh, is that it for news? Yeah. All right. And on that note, I guess we are done. Is there any movies for next week? I guess we have that screener for um, the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. But I mean, like, big uh, movies. I think Conjuring comes out. No, that comes out next week. Hmm. Wait. No, I could, it comes out this week. Oh well, then maybe we'll have a horror episode with some Conjuring talk. 
Mario Academia as per usual, but I'm sure there's other things we can discuss. No, The Conjuring 3 comes out on Friday. Oh, okay. So maybe it's a Conjuring 3 week. <laughs> no, oh shit. I mean, you saw it, so it doesn't make me feel hopeful. So, <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay. That doesn't make me feel hopeful, though. Your reaction. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so. And I don't remember the, fr- the second Conjuring movie. Maybe I have to go back and rewatch. But yeah, that's something for us to talk about next week. So put a pin in that for now. It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, let's see if that not bad translates to like a, a lesson passable or something next week. And also Sweet Tooth comes out this week. Oh, the Netflix show. Yeah. Okay. So that's a comic book property. We'll check that out. Maybe. Maybe. I'm like, I don't know how to. I got the screener like a no time a while ago and I haven't even watched it yet. Okay. All right. Well, we'll play it by ear. But. That's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. I've been your host, Jordan Wynn. I'm like, thank you for the screener, but I didn't even watch the shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm your host, Jordan with. Uh, He's like, who am I? Yeah, I don't know who I am. Uh, somebody gay. <laughs> somebody gay? I should have been your handle. Somebody gay. Yeah. Michael. Uh, black gay comic geek. And we will see you next week. Peace. Ciao.